Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every other week. Come on, shop. Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. Boy, oh boy, do we have a seriously packed episode for you this week, my friends. So packed that before we started recording, uh, we were actually arguing about how much time each segment is going to be allotted because everything, we just have opinions, okay? We just have opinions and undoubtedly, or doubtedly, or da- listen, <laughs> listen, you guys, you don't listen to me because of the way I say undoubtedly, okay? <laughs> you listen to us for the great geek content. And that being said, I'm Wonder Rob. I'm hailing from Southern California and on the line with me, my co-host, the yin to my yang, the chef to my boyardee, Shaf in Phoenix, Arizona. Say hi, Shaf. What up? It's your boy Shaf coming at you from Phoenix AZ. That's right. Uh, skin melting, but sweating. It is gross outside. <laughs> yes, that's true. I heard it is so hot in Arizona. Not to focus on the weather because I already lost a bet about the weather. You sure we'll did. get to that in a second. But I heard, I heard it is so hot in Arizona that if you're just sitting outside for an hour, your butt will look like you diarrheaed yourself. It, it's It'll true. Look like it's true. If you if you wear shorts and those shorts happen to be of the cloth variety, and uh, they might be like a lighter blue grayish color sort of a slate if you happen to be wearing shorts like that and you're sitting outside on a patio you might just end up looking like a guy who just shat himself of the (laughs) peed from the butt variety and uh it's not a pretty picture i say this because um maybe have personal experience i don't know not actually shatting myself i mean not since not for a long time not for like like at least a few weeks but no seriously (laughs) i'm digging a hole digging a hole it's getting deeper (laughs) all right well i mean i wasn't going to point any fingers shaf i just heard uh from the grapevine that somebody had a major case of ass uh swamp yeah that's right (laughs) i said it backwards ass swamp And and we're just going to move on. We're just going to move on because that's how hot it is in Arizona. But let me tell you, it's just as hot in sunny Las Vegas, Shaw, where I have returned, albeit a little poorer than I was when I went there. But I have returned, Shaw. Did you gamble? Gambled a little bit. A scotch. So we stayed at the Bellagio. And of course, you know, we hit those tables, uh, mostly blackjack. 
So started with 50. I was like, okay, 50 is going to be the limit here, what I'm going to spend. And I got up, got up to about 300. Okay. What? 300. That's Dang. right. But a lot of it was, um, some of it was luck. I don't want to really call it skill because they have like, like you can bet odds, you know, 30 to one on this or that, you know, or if you get like um, a suit, um, like a six, seven and an eight, for example, but they're all, they're all different suits. Okay, uh, and of course I speak like a straight. And of course, if I'm, if I'm throwing card terms around and they are incorrect, it's only because I know zero about gambling. I only know what I know from Red Dead Redemption. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, long story short, got up to three hundo. Okay. So last night there, I'm tired. You know, we got the, we got the baby, the baby hates it cause it's humid. And so I, I give my winnings to my wife and I'm just like, here, you know, go down there, have a good time. I'm just going to stay in the room. I'm sort of done for the day. Come back. She comes back. Of course I'm asleep next morning. I'm like, so what's up with the money? How'd you do? And she's like, lost it. (laughs) (laughs) She hit it with the, uh, the old slot machines. (laughs) Video poker got rid of it all. I always think of Beavis uh, and Butthead do America whenever like somebody talks about slot machines. Cause I think about that, the bus ride. Have you seen that movie by the way, before I even, of course it? I have. Okay. So How they're dare on the, you spoil Beavis and Butthead. They're on the bus. Right. And, and uh, they're talking to that old lady and she's like, I'll mostly be doing the slots. And uh, they're slots. all like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 you said slot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was my impression. <laughs> that was your Beavis and Butt. Okay, real quick, I'm gonna just throw in my Beavis and Butt just so even, Steven. Okay, Stuart, <laughs> you such sluts. <laughs> and then here's my Beavis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sluts. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, yeah, you win that one. <laughs> Mike, Mike Judge would be proud. Would be very proud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but it was a good time in Vegas. I mean, we were only there for a couple of days, but I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back because it is just as ass outside in Vegas as it is in Arizona, as it is in Southern California. Uh, but I digest. So, Shaf, before yes, we get into this week's big, big episode, I don't know if we mentioned it already, but we are covering San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Ooh, it was a big weekend this past weekend. There was so much friggin' news. There was even a point where I was on Twitter nonstop for about an hour and a half relaying to you all this news because you were incommunicado. That was so exciting, by the way. way, I cannot wait to talk about this because the way that you were like releasing the information as it was coming out to you, I I was on the edge of my seat. It was so exciting. Great time to be a geek and alive. It's it's a sucky time to be a geek and be dead. Yeah, don't be dead. <laughs> Come on, you guys. We might have jinxed it. If I die this week, everybody blame Shaw. because he. <laughs> All right. So before we get into San Diego Comic Con news, and before we get into lots of geek news, because we got a lot of news to report on, that's not exactly San Diego Comic Con related. First things first. Our main promise to you, the listeners, is if you leave us a review on iTunes. 
Shaf or I, depending on whose turn it is, will sexify that review and give you the ride of your life. Ooh. Audio version, not real, of course. It's not a video podcast. It'll so, still it'll still create a little friction between the uh, those thighs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's true. So as I'm reading this, just imagine that you're naked. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so my <laughs> my next my next sexy read is from Fighter's Edge. Okay, Fighter's Edge was kind enough to leave us a review on iTunes. So here we go. Shaf, don't forget sexy music right now. Okay, a little work for you in the editing booth. <laughs> All right, professing my extreme appreciation. Five stars. Catchy opener. Check. Great chemistry. Mm. Check. Genuine geeks. Uh. Check. Thanks for an outlet to let me inner geek drift away. <laughs> First of all, okay, that's the end of the review. He did write, let me geek. We've read it correctly. And also an apology. Yeah, read it as is. And an apology to my mom, who just recently told me she listens (laughs) to the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) So uh, I hope she fast forwards through all those parts. Or at the very least, just listen. Thanks, Fighter's Edge. Thank you, Fighter's Edge, for that five-star review. Yes. Fighter's Edge, you are the man, and I hope I kept you a man just now. <laughs> you made a man out of him, even if he wasn't sure yet. He definitely is is standing at full attention. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, for all you listeners out there, our loyal listeners, or anybody who this might be your first episode, and I apologize if it is. <laughs> Sorry about all this. Please, please, please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, five stars, or if you want, you can leave, you know, a, little, a lesser amount of stars. That's totally fine. As long as you're honest and forthright in your review, we promise to sexify it no matter what. And tell a friend, tell your friend about the podcast. Let's make Tuesdays, even though the episodes come out on Thursdays, I'm doing a new initiative, Shaf. Ooh, Tuesdays like are tell a friend Tuesday, and you tell a friend about Geek, so to speak, you post a picture, you 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 send a nice little note, maybe a selfie of like you and your friend sharing earbuds, listening to Geek, so to speak, we will also give you a sexy shout out on the show. So. Ooh, I like that. And you know what? This is not a, a, like, as far as like what we do, what we're bringing to you every week, you know, we've been doing this for some time now. Uh, we actually, and, and I'm I'm a little bit bummed that we sort of missed the exact day just because we've been so busy providing this awesome content. Um, but technically, we've celebrated our two year anniversary, and uh, that's and true. Super duper uh, awesome for that. And I mean, we've done a lot of episodes. We've done a total of sixty eight episodes, and this episode. For all you listeners out there, is episode number 69. 69, dude. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 69. 
<laughs> All right, you guys. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see how many times we say 69 this episode. <laughs> because <laughs> we're adults in our 30s. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been a good two years, Shop. A lot of things have changed on the show since we, we uh, started humbly with our very first movie review of Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, that episode is so drastically different than what our format is now. Uh, so we don't exactly encourage you to go back and listen. But you know what? Actually, I do. I do encourage you. That way you can see the strides we've made in our showmanship and our production quality. Uh, but let me be the first to tell you listeners that I'm happy to be spending my 69 with you. <laughs> I'll 69 with you guys. 69. <laughs> All right. I love to 69 with you guys because that way we can both watch. No, we can't. <laughs> this X, is we really should have, no, that's that's doggy style. Gosh darn it. I freaking screwed it up. Dang it, Shaf. We really should have uh And that was not a fart, by the way. That was my my thigh against the chair. No, know hey, no judgment. We're all friends here. We really should have practiced our 69 jokes ahead of time. But that's what makes this the fire, Shaf. That's right. Uh moving on, before we get into geek news, I wanted to report, Shaf, that the results from our Facebook poll are in. Now, if you missed it, you guys, I lost an ongoing bet with Shaf, essentially who can go the longest without absolutely positively mentioning the weather and like an idiot, I let one slip. So my punishment was to be decided by our Facebook fans. So Geek So To Speak podcast on Facebook, we had a poll going and essentially... It was, what is Rob's punishment? Is it to post a scantily clad, embarrassing picture of himself? Or was it to watch Venom and review and report back? And it was it was an outstanding vote. A lot of voters came in. Thank you to everybody on our Facebook page who decided to take some time on how I would be punished. Great, thanks. And the results are in, Shaf. I will have to... Watch Venom and review it on Geek, so to speak. So I don't have it ready for you guys <laughs> now. The, the poll's actually been finished for a week, but I was out of town. So next week, you will suffer along with me as I review Venom. So you've got that to look forward to. And Oof. speaking of Venom, one last item of business before we move on to the geek news. Your boy, Shaw. Yes. has been sinking his teeth into a tasty new video game. So we're going we're gonna to debut a, a new segment. It's called Shop's Mini Review. <laughs> this week, Marvel <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 3, colon, and I'm just guessing the Black Order. Is that right? Did that get is this right. right? Yes, that is smart. right. Tell us all about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Okay, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is exclusive to Nintendo Switch. So if you've got a Switch, then you can play this game. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, this is the third of the games in the Marvel Ultimate Alliance uh, franchise. Um, the previous two games came out on Xbox 360. Uh, and honestly, I had them both. I played them both. Uh, for anybody who remembers the X-Men Legends um, video game series, it was very similar to that too. It was sort of the top-down style of, of game where you play as a team of four characters and it's you controlling one of the four characters. The rest are, are 
computer players, or you can play, and this is my my absolute favorite way to play this type of game, is couch co-op, where you both are playing um, of as two of the four characters, and you get to swap who you are at the touch of a button. So you can maybe start as Wolverine, and then uh, mm-hmm. if you've got Hulk on your team, you can switch over to Hulk and, and whatever else, and you guys can work together. And there's a lot of cool moves that you uh, can basically, like, link together and chain together so that you can do these cool fusion type moves and they call them synergy attacks in the marvel ultimate alliance 3 game so um this game is heavily 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 influenced by the mcu the other two games were happening way before the mcu even existed so there wasn't any kind of influence back then um they were more influenced by the comic book story arcs that were happening at that time and they were trying to create original content this one you can tell because of infinity war because of Endgame, and everything else that has happened in the mcu the character models the type of voice acting um down to the uh the plot itself uh, a lot of those activities are very very similar to how things play out in in marvel in sorry in the uh, marvel cinematic universe so if you're a fan of mcu you're going to be a fan of this game that's for sure um, there are there are so many playable characters. I think there's close to thirty, if not more. There's definitely some DLC content on the way, uh, some free, some paid. Uh, and I kind of wanted to give a brief, extremely fast rundown of all the characters that you can play as in Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Are you ready for this all one, right. Rob? Hit me! Hit Here me. we go. Here we go. I'm going to talk as fast as I can and get through them all. Here we go. Ready? <sighs> Look at you. <laughs> Black Panther, Black Widow, Blade, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Colossus, Crystal, Cyclops, Dar- Daredevil, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Drax, Elektra, Elsa, Blood, uh, Bloodstone, Falcon, Gamora, Ghost Rider, Groot, Rocket Raccoon, Hawkeye, Hulk, Iron Fist, Iron Man, Loki, Luke Cage, Magneto, Miles Morales, Moon Knight, Morbius, Ms. Marvel, Nightcrawler, Psylocke. Uh, Punisher, Scarlet Witch, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, Star-Lord, Storm, Thanos, Thor, Venom, Wasp, and Wolverine. Did you say Elsa? Yeah, I I have not yet unlocked her, and I didn't even know who she was. Elsa Bloodstone. Not familiar. Yeah, I looked her up. I looked her up on good old uh, Wikipedia, you know, where you get all your uh, information and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, all the the, the details. And uh, she is from Marvel Comics, but she says she's from a Bloodstone miniseries from 2001. She's the daughter of the previously established Marvel Universe character Ulysses Bloodstone and the sister of Cullen Bloodstone. She's basically like a female monster hunter. Huh. I okay. do not recognize her at all, but apparently she has been affiliated with the Fearless Defenders and the Astonishing Avengers. She's basically like an expert markswoman. She's got uh, superhuman strength and speed, durability, endurance. She's got a healing factor, immunity to vampire bites, and use of mystical items. I have yet to unlock her, so I don't know that much about that character, but uh, some of the cool DLC coming our way is uh, Cyclops, as well as Colossus. They were previously non-playable characters, and then they added them as free playable characters uh, in an upcoming DLC, which I think is going to happen in late August. And then as well, there's some paid DLC, and that's going to be a Marvel Knights DLC, and that's going to feature the likes of Blade, which I'm really excited about. Um, We have some more news about Blade later this episode. Moon Knight, 
another yes. exciting addition, Morbius, another mm-hmm. interesting addition. I hope it's not um, too much Jared Leto. And um, <laughs> the other one was, uh, I'm blinking, I'm blinking, I'm blinking. Oh, Punisher. Punisher. Excellent. I love it. I love it already. Shaf, I'm dying to know. Yes. What's your, your go-to for? For your team, right? Okay, good question. Um, Definitely Wolverine is always in my list because that dude, he's just fucking, you know, once he gets into that berserker rage mode, like there's no stopping him. He's, he's, he's uh, uh, the best, I'm the best at what I do and what I do isn't very nice um so i say Wolverine <laughs> for sure uh i actually think the captain marvel is freaking badass in this game she has some okay. really ridiculously powerful moves which makes sense um i have not unlocked all of the characters yet so i'm sure there's some that would interchange out of this mix if i had access to them but as far as the ones i've been able to play as another big favorite of mine is thor uh, Thor is a lot okay. of fun to play as, especially like I try to sort of conceive him in the MCU realm. So he's sort of like coming in and saving the day and like he can launch your your hammer out and then catch it again. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say Thor is definitely in the mix. And then the other big favorite that I really enjoy, believe it or not, is Iron Fist. Really? Yeah, he's actually a lot of fun to play as with his, um, obviously with his, he's a living weapon, um, that golden fist, that yellow fist, he's able to really do some solid damage. So he's a good guy, good guy to have around. Plus he's super agile and, um, and really good at deflecting, blocking and, and dodging stuff. So, All right. All right. Not what I expected, but hey, <laughs> to each their own. Who would be your team if, based on the, the characters you Oh, have? shoot. Okay. Spider-Man, first of all. Spider-Man. He's really weak sauce in this game. I want what? I wanted to use him as much as possible, but what? he's really weak sauce. Well, I stand by my choice. Spider-Man. You said Colossus? Oh, you know I put Colossus in there. Oh, yeah. Especially if you get Colossus and Wolverine, and he, like, throws him. He does the whole, like, um, shot put. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throw it. I would love that. I love it. Um, the Devil. I put in the devil because I likes me some the devil. And let's see, who do I give? This is my dark, my dark horse, my, my, uh, my diamond in the rough. Oh, I know who you'd pick. Oh, you think you know who I pick? I, I knew you know. Yeah. Oh, he thinks he know who I pick. He probably thinks I want to say a Deadpool. Nope. Oh, because it's not Deadpool. I think you would choose Moon Knight. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I love Moon Knight. I love Moon Knight. And I'm upset that we're not getting a Moon Knight movie uh, yet. But hey, Phase 5 isn't here yet. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk I believe about it. That. Yeah. So, um, by the way, that would be an awesome team to play as. I think they'll that would be a great group to uh, attack all of Thanos' Black Order and everything else. Um what was i gonna say oh yeah um there are a lot of fun and kind of like nods to the mcu as well as the marvel netflix films because Mm -hmm. uh jessica jones is in it she's not a playable character but you do get to uh sort of work with the defenders and she's not in her typical jewel outfit she's in her Kristen ritter netflix outfit so she looks like you know she's got the scarf and the leather jacket and the jeans and whatever else very dark and brooding 
Um, well. But there's one line that Daredevil says when you first meet him in in this kingpin level where you're basically fan- mm-hmm. fighting like the hand and a bunch of ninjas and stuff. And he says, I do my best fighting in hallways. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, aha, aha. I- we get it. <laughs> we get it I you guys <laughs> oh man uh but the game is super fun there's a lot of great like special moves you can do they call them extreme moves and you can actually um share them with other people that are in the game so um you could theoretically have a special move with all four of them at the same time and it does some ridiculous damage um it's a lot of like it's a lot of it's a brawler so it definitely is a lot of um like minions that they just keep throwing at you until you get to the mm-hmm. boss. And that, that formula kind of repeats itself. But the boss levels do have, they sort of play out kind of like raid bosses or dungeon bosses that you might find in like um, an MMORPG where there's, you definitely have to find the rhythm to it. And they do telegraph like the damage points on the map, like in terms of like where things are going to hit, like whether the move is going to be an area effect or if it's going to be something more direct or if it's a ranged attack, like you'll kind of know a little bit so you can kind of get a feel for the, uh, the dance that becomes that, that battle. So um, I, I really dig it. There's a few things I think that are a little bit difficult and that's really is playing alone. Um, when you play the game solo, there's a lot of times when you're supposed to do these things called synergy attacks and you can't do them because you don't have another person <laughs> or you, or you want one of your characters to stay put and then you want another person to go into another room and you can't do that either. And so it's like, there's elements that really seem to work best in a multiplayer capacity so far. <laughs> uh, I haven't had a chance to play with anybody. So, oh boy. Awkward. So hopefully uh, one of my uh, dear friends, one Rob will um, invest in the game and then we can potentially play it. So, well, I would have already bought it if I hadn't lost all my money in Vegas. <laughs> so I'm, Darn it. I'm waiting until next paycheck. <laughs> we'll try that co-op. It's getting an average score of about 74 out of a hundred um, from like Metacritic which is basically like an aggregator for scores. So um, it's not the greatest game, but it's by far, far from the worst game. And I think it's definitely a lot of fun. And uh, it it checks all the boxes on what you would expect from a game like this. So if you need an extra Marvel fix after the MCU, which we don't get another movie for quite some time, then this is the game for you. All right. Well, okay. I, uh, I think you convinced me, Shroff. I think I might go ahead and go and pick this game up a day after tomorrow because that's payday. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, enough farting around, Shaf. We got lots of news to talk about. So I think it's time for us to dive into Geek News. Geek News. Nude. News. Nude News. All right, Shaf. We got a lot to talk about. And you know what? Since we're best friends, Shaf, I'm going to let you pick the first story Ooh, okay okay first story okay first story uh let's talk about marvel's agents of shield all right all right hit me with it tell me about marvel's agents of shield so uh wonder rob i know you don't actively watch this show anymore no i don't given it like the first couple episodes you might have given those a shot right i did i absolutely did i when it first came out i i t-vote it that's what, for you youngins, that means DVR. I know TiVo isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> but when the show first started, TiVo was a thing. 
Um, but I, I would TiVo it and I, I, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it that much, but you talk about it. Everybody talks about it. It's got its own like really intricate, you know, and in-depth story at this point. So I'm sort of, I'm sort of catching up just based on the, uh, I guess the secondhand talk. So you spoiling it for me? Totally fine. Well, not really spoiling it, but I am letting you know you're going to have plenty of time to get caught up because, because Mm -hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to end. We all thought it was going to end at season five. I mean, the season five finale was called The End, but uh, ABC requested season six and then a season seven. So we're currently in season six right now. I think we have okay. about four or five more episodes uh, left in the season before that season is done. And then the final season, season seven, is going to uh, come out in 2020. And that is going to be all she wrote. So for Coulson and crew... Um, Honestly, I have felt like this show really came into its own. They've, they've, the one thing they've done really well is they've constantly reinvented themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not a show, and they, and they kind of were forced to. That was sort of the predicament that they got themselves in right away is when this show first came out, they were in their, I want to say, first or second season. And during that time, everything happening in the, the MCU, we had um, Winter Soldier. And Winter Soldier just broke down the construct that is shield mm-hmm. revealed shield to be hydra and now we've got a show where our characters are working for a, a group that's basically the absolute absolute evil in terms of uh in opposition of what shield stood for so um it, it sort of it puts them as fugitives and it creates a whole new dynamic for them and it was really one of the first times i can think of where a movie really influenced a tv show as it was happening like there were warnings. I remember at the time when Winter Soldier came out, they said, make sure you see this movie and see it this weekend because our next episode is directly influenced by the events that happened in this movie. So, um, so they, and they, they've done this season over season. They'll have constantly new things happening that change it, change the game for them. It really does feel like they exist in their own universe and I'm going to be sad to see it go, but hopefully because they can go out on their own terms and have an appropriate conclusion, I think we'll probably see a lot of our main characters uh, uh, bite the dust, but it's going to be in grand fashion. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing the show and seeing it, uh, you know, sort of tie up all the loose threads and, and, uh, and sit and bid farewell to honestly a great show. So Did it adieu. Mwah. Would you say, it's worth going back for a noob like me. Like even though the show's going to end and I'm vastly familiar with the MCU at this point is going back and, and watching it. Like if I started from season one or like, can I skip season one, just like watch a recap and then get into season two. Like, what do you think? Um, I wasn't a huge fan of season one. It did get better towards the end. I think it's foundational. I think you kind of have to force yourself through it because it's worthwhile. It creates and establishes relationships, creates the importance of things. It really delves more into Coulson and the mystery surrounding him because that's a big factor and feature of season one is how exactly he's back from the dead because he was killed in Avengers, spoiler alert. And, um, and now suddenly he's back alive and, um, there's a lot going on with that. So I don't want to spoil any details because you may watch it. But uh, the only unfortunate part about the show is that as 
as the show progressed and as the MCU progressed, there was clearly a divide that the MCU didn't want to recognize that Agents for S.H.I.E.L.D. existed. And mm. you could just tell that there was sort of some weird thing happening there with, with Marvel TV versus Marvel film. So um, I think because of that happening, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of went their own way and decided to do their own thing. And they are at their best when they are not concerned with the connectivity uh, with the MCU is kind of how I feel. So Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll go back um, and watch it and hate it and just come back here and crap all over it. <laughs> maybe that'll be my next, my next punishment after Venom. Actually, <laughs> no, I kind of do want to go back and watch S.H.I.E.L.D. a little bit but I've been hesitant just because I know it's so far into it now, but you know me, Shav, my, one of my, uh, my greatest qualities, if not to a fault, is that I like to wait until the show's over before I decide to watch it. <laughs> so let's watch the ghost rider season. That was badass. Oh, you're right. Ghost rider. Okay. All right. You got me. All you had to say was ghost rider. I forgot. <laughs> okay. Well, since we, uh, since you, excuse me, decided to start with Marvel, Shaw, I guess I'll keep the ball rolling on a, a little Marvel news before we get into our SDCC stuff. Now, let me tell you, me personally, Shaw, not a big fan of animated TV shows. I mean, I like uh, Rick and Morty, you know, The Simpsons to an extent. Um, South Park, I'll catch here and there, but for the most part, animated TV shows, I, I wouldn't say it's within my uh, wheelhouse, my repertoire, so to speak. But you know who is in my repertoire? Stan the Man Lee. He's in everybody's repertoire because oh, yeah. everybody loves every single person on planet Earth. Every single person on planet Earth. That's what I said, Shaf, loves Stan Lee. <laughs> name, quick, Shaf, real quick. Yeah. Name a, name a person. Uh, Stan Lee. Loves him. He loves him. <laughs> he loves Stanley. So <laughs> you'll be happy to know, and Stanley will be happy to know that POW Entertainment is developing a brand new animated series called The Amazing Stan that will chronicle the life of Marvel Stanley as a young man. So the series is said to focus on Stanley in grade school, showing off his wild imagination at a young age. So Immediately, what it sounds like to me, I don't know if you remember this show, uh, a Bobby's World. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know, side note, when I was a kid, I went by Bobby before I went, decided I was a man and decided to go by Rob. So when I was a kid, yeah, is, I was Bobby. I did not know this. Yeah, oh, yeah. And my family, like my close family in Arizona, they still call me Bobby. They'll say, hey, Bobby T. They call me Bobby T because my uncle is also named Bobby. And so they were like, he's Bobby T. That's how you differentiate. Oh so a little, a little insight, but if anybody out there calls me Bobby, I swear to God, I'll do nothing about it. <laughs> and I always figured that when I'm 50 or older, I will switch to Bob. That's when I'm going to turn into a Bob. Uh, <laughs> you know, your dad's name is Bob, you yep, know. Yep, he's definitely a Bob. <laughs> he's a Bob. And I'll be a Bob too when I'm 50 years old or older. Anyway, I absolutely don't remember where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So people, call, or when I was a kid, people would call me Bobby. And so when Bobby's World came out, it was like first grade, I think, for me. And I would, I would absolutely 100% <laughs> go up to the other kids. And keep in mind, I was in Catholic school. So lies... 
you go to hell for that. But <laughs> I would go up to every single kid and I'd be like, did you know I'm the voice of Bobby in Bobby's world? Yeah, that's me. And I remember one kid, his name was Tony. He was like, good for you. <laughs> and walked away. So anytime I hear Bobby's world, I just remember how I used to lie <laughs> to everybody in grade school that that show was about me and that I voiced it. Was Bobby's world a Howie Mandel thing? Howie Mandel, dude. Yeah. Remember? He would, uh, he would take the, the rubber glove and put it on his head and be like, comedy, that's comedy. <laughs> Give me a million dollars. One day I'll be on America's Got Talent. Oh boy. I refuse to shake your hand. Fist bump me. All right. Goodbye. Thank you. Remember me from Little Monsters? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> this is, this is going to become the Bobby's World podcast. <laughs> Little Monsters was a good movie though. Like let's just call a spade a spade. Well, okay. I don't know if it really holds up, but I loved Little Monsters. <laughs> I enjoyed it too. I remember kind of thinking that there was like another world underneath my bed. So, you would open the bed. It was essentially Monsters, <laughs> Inc. But yeah. a, instead of, you know, going through a closet door, it was under the bed. <laughs> it had a, a, a very uh, precocious and adorable Fred Savage. So That's right. Back in the day, another here's another Bobby story. Back in the day, my mom would take me to the video store. Uh, video Paradise, I believe is what it was called in Oroville, California. And I would always want to rent movies, and that was the one I always wanted. Oh. And I remember my mom going, Little Monsters again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to watch Little Monsters. The scene where um, I think Howie Mandel's character he pees in a jar and he's like, it's lemonade. He puts it in the fridge. <laughs> like puts cat food in somebody's tuna fish sandwich. I remember thinking that was so funny. Man, you just opened a door. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Little monsters. You um, probably think but, that 69 things about Little Monsters, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. 69 dudes. Okay, so... Long story short, they're making a Stanley animated series. <laughs> That's all I really have to say about that because I would much rather talk about Little Monsters. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that the, the Stanley story led into a Little, little Monsters conversation. Like, I'm glad. We're that good. We are that good. Now, I'll tell you, everyone will want to watch that amazing, uh, that amazing Stanley uh, TV show, but not everyone mm-hmm. is on board to watch a certain movie based on a certain musical based Uh-oh. on a certain animal. Oh, I'm talking about cats. Memories. Something, something light. Now I just saw cats, uh, a traveling Broadway production of cats about three weeks ago. And everything I just said is all I remember from the music. (laughs) I'm here to tell you 100%. We're not talking about the movie yet. We'll talk about it. I'm here to tell you 100% Shaf that without a doubt, absolutely, positively, 100% cats has zero plot. There's no plot to the cats. (laughs) It's true. You're absolutely right. I, I have seen the stage version of cats as well. And I have to agree, it, uh, it's basically just a bunch of cats introducing themselves and then all sort of thinking that they should be the one who gets to go to cat heaven. And 
or be reborn, be reborn. And be reborn, yeah. That I do remember. It's essentially like, hey, my name is uh, Deuteronomy and this is my tale. I'm a cat and I eat trash and oh my God, I do all these crazy things and pick me to be reborn. <laughs> Curtain call, but a lot of dancing. A lot oh, of yeah. dancing. Oh, and cats in the dang audience. Just like crawling all over you. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. oh my tugger and his cat balls all over your face. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Rumtum Tugger is a curious cat. <clears throat> oh man. But it's my wife's favorite show. No, so it's not. It is. It's her absolute favorite musical. I think it's because she's performed in it several times. I Who mean, did no she I play? oh shoot. Um oh who's Rebel Wilson in this movie? She is, um, she is, uh, something, any dots, whatever that, whatever that, whatever character River Wilson is playing. That, that was her part, uh, twice Sally in the show. Any dots. And one time, uh, so she performed Jenny, in it twice. Jenny, any dots. She performed in it twice. And if I'm not mistaken, she also choreographed it. So she just sort of has like a special connection to it, which is why we went and saw cats. It was for her birthday and, um, it was something. There's one really fat cat in the show that doesn't have to do any dancing. He just sits there like plopped. And that was yes. always the character that I wanted to play as because I was You're like, right. not interested in, in dancing, guys. I just want to be the big, giant, fucking fat ass cat who just sits there and is like, love me and all of my roles. Is that old Deuteronomy? Probably. Uh, or, um, oh gosh, who James Corden is playing? Bust, Buster for Jones. Oh, yeah. No, it's not Buster for Jones. Yeah, he's too flamboyant uh, and like sort of circus leader type stuff. Yeah. I and mean, this, guy, this is like, I think you're right. I think it is old Deuteronomy, the wise cat, like the, mm-hmm. the one who's been here since the, before time was timed. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't like, I, I don't know that I would ever audition for cats because I'm not, I'm not a dancer by any stretch of the word. I mean, I can dance, but after like a choreographer beating it into me, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm definitely not a dancer, but I would, I like, I had the same thought after seeing it. It's like, yeah, I play like one of these parts that like, that doesn't dance. Like just the funny little cat, like the one little moment. There's a lot of uh, gender bending. I noticed in the cast itself. Um, McCavity is played by Idris Alba, and McCavity. I, I guess could be a guy or a girl, but every time I've seen it performed, um, it's always been a girl. So uh, that's, I mean, I'm fine with it. It doesn't bother me at all. It's freaking cats. So it's fine. You hate women. We've, <laughs> we've established this on the show previously. Shop hates women. Uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> 69. 69. So uh, what did you think of that trailer? All right. Um, you ready for an unpopular opinion? Oh my God. Here it comes. I liked You're going to say, I, I knew it. You were going to say you liked it. I liked oh, it. Shot. I even put a meme huh. to it. Uh, the other day I, I posted a meme and it was uh, that Jack Sparrow running from like the horde of pirates that are after him. And I put at the top um, <laughs> what it feels like to be the one theater kid who actually liked the trailer and then you tell that to other theater kids. <laughs> they just want to, they want to like, burn you at the stake for it if you're a theater kid you hate this trailer you're supposed to hate this trailer but i don't 
I don't, I actually thought it was fun. My only gripe, my only like, oh, that's kind of weird, is when Jennifer Hudson, Hudson is singing and you can really tell they just basically like photoshopped her face onto digital fur. And it yeah. looks the the gra- like the graphics look really bad. Like it doesn't. Her face looks flat. It doesn't look like three dimensional. There's not enough depth uh, or shading to sort of create that that approach. And it it's like their faces are too human. If that makes sense to to be cats. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And so I watched the trailer when it came out the first time, and that was my biggest gripe with it. Well, first of all. I'd had this conversation with my wife a couple of times before the trailer came out. I was really curious if were you as curious as a cat? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we are on fire tonight. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I was having a conversation with my wife because the cast list came out. It was like, like, oh, Taylor Swift, Idris Elba, uh, Rebel Wilson, Judy Dench and so on. And so I was really curious if they were going to do it like Lion King style where it was going to be photorealistic cats or just cats, or if it was going to be like an adaptation of the stage show where it's people in cat suits. Uh, I was sort of disappointed that it wasn't just cats. Cause I just, I don't know. I just thought that would be cool, but I guess it wouldn't really make sense because how are cats going to like dance? Like they're not <laughs> they're, in retrospect. That was a stupid like want for the movie, but I just thought it, I was, I was put off by the, the CG, like you'd mentioned before, and it, how it looked like a lot of it was green screen. And I was, I was saying to my wife, who loves this show, I was saying, why can't, like, what's so hard about practical makeup and practical sets? Is it cheaper to do CG and, instead of practical sets? I don't know. I don't, I don't make movies. But I just think, it, it, to me, it looks like, it looks like, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, or it looks like Tim Burton's uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Like it just has that look. But today I watched it a second time before our podcast. And upon further inspection, it doesn't look that bad. It, there's just certain moments that are real fuzzy. Right. Because like Judy Dench, I thought looked good. Yeah. In it. And Ian McKellen looks really good. Like with the old people, I think it's because they got so many wrinkles on their face. It just like translates into fur. Right, it works better. It works better. <laughs> um, but I've, I will absolutely 100% be dragged to see this because my wife loves cats. Uh, so at the very least, you're going to get a one-sided review of cats. If we did, if we don't review this, no, I'm, I'll go see it. Yeah, I'll go see it. All right. We're committing you guys. Yeah. There's going to be a geek, so to speak episode on cats <laughs> right now. We've committed to it. <laughs> Jellical songs for Jellical cats. Oh, man. So I, we could talk cats all day, Shaw, but we only got so much time. So I'm going to give you the last news story before we get into that San Diego Comic-Con. This is something that's been developing this week uh, that could potentially affect you or me or any of our listeners out there with the Nintendo Switch because Nintendo is facing a class action lawsuit against Switch Controller Drift. Now, for those of you who do not know what drift is, I know Shaf knows, I know, I had lots of drift issues, not with my Switch actually, but just generally speaking with my Nintendo 64, especially after I'd be playing Mario Party. Remember the Mario Party, uh, 
mini game where you had to you had to spin the the little the little stick and I would use I I would use my hand like the palm of my hand to spin it and that would like break the controller. Well, anyway, imagine again. This is just me me describing it for anybody out there who doesn't know what drift is. So imagine you've got your Switch controller or even your PlayStation controller, Xbox, whatever. The thumbstick when you're not using it sits in the middle, so that's sort of the neutral middle. So that is what it registers when you turn on the controller or when the controller powers up, that that is the position that the controller is supposed to start in. Nobody's moving. What drift is, is that the controller stick breaks or the hardware breaks and the controller misreads it. And so it thinks like if the, the stick is leaning a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, that that is neutral. Ultimately, meaning when you turn on your controller and you're not using it, since it feels like the stick leaning left or right is neutral and the stick is just in the middle. It will automatically make your guy, your camera, whatever the stick is supposed to control, move to the left, move to the right and so on. Which is terrible for like Mario Kart. I I do have that issue, especially when we turn the controller sideways. Like if we have like four people playing, I only have two Joy-Con controllers. So, um, So if I turn it sideways so four people can play, one person always seems to get a controller that when they play they're drifting really, really significantly to one side. And it makes it really especially hard for those levels where they've got like open-ended cliffs on either side of the road. And you're just like fighting the the cart just to keep yourself from falling off the cliff. Like, mm-hmm. tough. So I have not experienced this in my Nintendo Switch. Are you saying you've experienced it in your Nintendo Switch? I have experienced it in my Nintendo Switch. Okay. Well, that means you, my friend, are eligible. I feel like those commercials you see on late night TV. (laughs) Have you or a loved one taken Viagra and had boners that lasted uh, more than four hours? Well, if so, you are eligible for a lawsuit. That's the same. You had a rip in your vaginal mesh? Oh, no. (laughs) You took it to a whole new level. Uh, 69th episode, you guys. So (laughs) it all stops here. So ultimately, if if this has happened to you, Shaf, you can essentially jump in on the action uh, to this class action lawsuit. Um, Lawyers at – they have the dumbest practice name. Lawyers at Chemicals Schwartz – Krinner and Donaldson Smith. <laughs> okay. They have filed the class action lawsuit, um, essentially accusing Nintendo. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You can't just get through that name without us taking a moment. Chimicles. Chimicles. The dudes. One of That's the what it's spelled like. Is Chimicles. I'm going to spell it. C-H-I-M-I-C-L-E-S. Chimical Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith. Yes. <sighs> Man, that's a merger <laughs> right there, you guys. Um, they filed a class action lawsuit essentially accusing Nintendo or allegedly saying that Nintendo, not allegedly saying that Nintendo, but that Nintendo allegedly sells its Joy-Cons knowing that they're defective because this has been a problem since the Nintendo Switch came out. This has been something that people have been reporting since the Nintendo Switch came out. Now, the problem is, is that they're coming out with a Nintendo uh, Switch Mini with these controllers that are hooked onto it. So normally if like you shop, for example, had a controller that was busted in this way, you might either a 
go to your GameStop or Walmart or whatever and fork out another $80 for a pair of controllers that may or may not have the same problem because this is a problem that's been reported over and over again. Or you send it back to Nintendo, essentially putting your Switch out of commission for a while you know, for the two, three, four weeks that it takes for the, the controller to be mailed to Nintendo for them to work on it and then to send it back. Right. So people are super duper worried about this because of the Switch Mini because these are these controllers that are physically attached to the system so you can't do anything about it. Like if it breaks, you're, you're pretty much out of luck and you just spent 200 bucks on the system or you got to go spend another $80 on a pair of controllers, which again, allegedly, Nintendo knows this is an existing problem and is refusing to do something about it. So you, my friend, can hop in on this class action lawsuit. I don't know if you've ever been in a class action lawsuit before, but I have, and I made $9 <laughs> on that. Something to do with PetSmart, a job I had at PetSmart a long time ago, something like Ooh. overtime or vacation hours or something. I ended up making like nine bucks, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so that's just a little little piece of mind. Now, Nintendo did respond, Shaw. Of course, the, they... The response that they gave was pretty much a non-response. So Nintendo put out a statement. They gave it to Kotaku, but Nintendo said, we are aware of the recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We want our consumers to have fun with the Nintendo Switch, and if anything falls short of this goal, we always encourage them to visit our website, support.nintendo.com, so we can help. But really, it's like a non-answer. Yeah. doesn't seem to be. So Nintendo's got some splaining to do on this. I don't necessarily want to say that they're like purposely fucking people <laughs> but i do think that they're like what we didn't know like they're choosing to ignore the problem i guess is the is what it feels yeah, now, like now they're they're gonna have to do something about it now that there's a freaking lawsuit out about it so yeah so just a, a little fyi a little fyi for you guys if you have an into switch uh uh, a, a Nendo Switch. If you have a Nendo Switch, go ahead and join in on that class action lawsuit. Make yourself nine dollars in about five years, you guys. That's gonna be that's like three Slurpees. Oh yeah. So <laughs> there you go. All right, you guys. Well, that's it for our geek news. So before we dive into San Diego Comic Con and everything there is to talk about that, because there is a lot. Shaf, why don't we take a real quick break? and tell these fools where they can find us on social media. Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right, catch us on Twitter at PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more, while of course, Shop celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We've got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. Sorry I called you fools. I didn't mean that. I was just speaking street. You know what I mean? I'm just hit with you young kids. 
I'm glad you you like chimed in with the and we're, and we're back. And I I was prepping. I was prepping. I was ready to do my thing. I was like, <sighs> here, I'll let you do it. Okay, okay. Pretend everybody listening out there. Pretend we just came back from commercial. Shaf, you're on. And we're back. I feel bad that I stole that from you because that's like your ca- one of your catchphrases <laughs> on this show. <laughs> so sorry, sorry, Shaf. Sorry. It's quite I'm, all right. I'm just excited. I'm excited about San Diego Comic Con. Me too. So I'm much to freaking thrilled. About. I am so excited to talk about this. Let's dig in to San Diego Comic Con. It's time for some of those geek conversations. Excellent. Oh, yes. And real quick, before we start, just to to point out to the audience listening out there, there was so much news from San Diego Comic-Con, a ridiculous amount. But we only have a show where we shoot for an hour and a half. (laughs) Doesn't mean we always make it an hour and a half long. Right. But the show already is about an hour. So I would say we're probably going to be hitting that two hour plus mark. So maybe we'll see. But that being said, we're we're just going to talk about a handful of things from Comic-Con. Of course, you know we're going to talk about that big Marvel Hall H panel. But that's just a little disclaimer. Not every single thing, but most. All the good stuff. All right. Shaf, take it away. All right. So before we dig into talking uh, about trailers and other news, I wanted to take a brief moment because y'all know how much I love Marvel Legends. I'm a big collector Ooh. of Marvel Legends. But oh, I know. Also, also, I'm really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures. And uh, my mm-hmm. good pal Wonder Rob has certainly been very kind and has uh, provided me with some really cool uh, Nintendo, I'm sorry, uh, really cool uh, TMNT figures. Uh, mm-hmm. I also have some other NECA TMNT figures. And uh, I wanted to kind of briefly summarize some of the awesome san diego comic-con reveals for both of those properties so um okay. uh for the marvel legends line um they've always got various waves and they've got another avengers wave coming out and by the way these all these waves are kind of coming out from like the end of this year into 2020 um it's going to be another year of just incredible very intricate very cool very detailed figures so the avengers wave three is going to have Captain America as he mm-hmm. looks in Endgame when he goes back to the Avengers 2012 situation. I call that the America's ass Captain America. <laughs> uh, so that is that figure. In fact, the figure is even in the the casing backwards. Like he's like looking at his butt. <laughs> is that real? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's what? Yeah, when they, were, when they were displaying him at San Diego Comic Con, they they had him looking back at it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, That's it, was pretty, funny. it was pretty funny. Um, in addition, for the first time in the Marvel Legends line, Heimdall finally getting some love. Uh, so we'll get a Heimdall figure. We'll also get a Valkyrie figure, and this is a nice her, uh, outfit that she wears at the end of Thor Ragnarok, and also wears in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, the Iron Man Mark eighty five outfit from uh, that suit from Endgame, which has the gold on the arms, uh, basically his final suit that he wears. Uh, Iron Patriot from Endgame. So somehow uh, when he has to yell, canopy, 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 and he gets out of his war machine outfit, and then Giant Man uh, saves them from uh, being uh, from drowning uh, in the rubble of Avengers headquarters, um, he somehow gains an Iron Patriot suit. And the Iron Patriot suit is is uh, the one that is featured in this Marvel. Legend. I forgot 
that that happened. <laughs> I remember the second time I saw it, I was like, where did he get that suit? <laughs> yeah. It didn't register to me, though, that it was supposed to be Iron Patriot. Because the whole thing, that that whole scene in Avengers Endgame, that last scene, it's like, it's not nighttime, but it's like dark. And it has like a tint of like yeah. red and blue yeah. all over the place. So it didn't make itself apparent to me that that was supposed to be the Iron Patriot. But I've seen like the the Hot Toys, the Hot Toys figure of Iron Patriot with Rocket on his shoulder for like $700. Yeah. And it looks so freaking cool and I want it so bad, but I can't justify paying $700. My wife would kill me. I wish those Hot Toys figures were more affordable because they are fucking gorgeous. They're so good. Oh, gosh. Okay, so continuing along. So we got Iron Patriot, Valkyrie, Vision. Now, Vision's already been released previously before in a two-pack with uh, Scarlet Witch, but this particular Vision is translucent, so I'm not quite sure how that really works out, but it's Vision from Civil War is how they describe his look. And then Mm -hmm. all of those figures have pieces that build, and this is such a badass build-a-figure, Bro Thor, good old uh, fat Thor yeah. from Endgame. And he looks- The awesome. people's Thor. The people's Thor. He's got two heads. One of them has the, the big old sunglasses, the Ray-Bans. And the other one has him without the sunglasses. You can see the scar on it above his eye. And he's got the long hair. And he looks just like the big Lebowski. And it's fantastic. The dude, for sure. So um, so that's the wave three for Avengers. Um, some other quick ones. We've got X-Men Age of Apocalypse wave. So Morph, Weapon X, X-Man, Wolverine with Bone Claws, as well as Jean Grey and Cyclops in a three-pack, Havoc and uh, Polaris in a two-pack, an X-Force Deathlock, and then a Danny Moonstar, and she's from the New Mutants. And there's also a bunch of other mutant heads like Wolfsbane. Uh, so if you really care about the New Mutants, which nobody does, uh, then you'll really like that figure. But I don't care about that one. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man Wave also coming out uh, later this year and next year with Shang-Chi, which we'll talk a bit more about Shang-Chi uh, in a moment. Um, also, more love to the PS4 suits that debuted for Spider-Man PS4. So the Velocity suit is coming right. out on the uh, X-Men, uh, I'm sorry, in the uh, Spider-Man Marvel Legends line, as well as the Armor mark three spider-man suit from ps4 and then also an old man vulture uh uh figure so that's pretty badass the vehicle wave this is by far my most excited moment of all the reveals for marvel legends and that's the cosmic ghost rider figure oh my freaking you're about it that's twice we've talked about ghost rider this episode i yeah you're right you're all about it now, this Cosmic Ghost Rider is different because he's not Johnny Blaze. He's not Robbie Reyes. No, he is Frank Castle. Um, That's right. After many years of going insane and making a deal with Mephistopheles, and I'm sorry, Mephistos, and um, uh, and then dealing with uh, Galactus and Thanos, he's just got a, a rich, rich history, and he's a lot of fun. So I'm really excited to see him. His, his motorcycle looks badass. And I already have a, a Ghost Rider figure from the johnny blaze version so it'd be awesome to have those two head to head that'd be really cool uh squirrel girl is also available on a vespa so that's kind of cool great um (laughs) strong guy is making his marvel legends debut to build a figure next year giant man is in a one shot dr doom she hulk punisher deadpool and hit monkey are in a two-pack with like white suits on like they're going to some wedding or something (laughs) um uh, and then Moving on from Marvel Legends, the other thing I want to talk about briefly is that NECA 
NECA, just in case anybody is misunderstanding what I'm saying there. Uh, <laughs> NECA <laughs> TMNT, uh, they have made some amazing Ninja Turtles figures. Uh, some have been more lifelike, more like the movie. Some have been more like the arcade games where they've been pixelated. And some are more like the actual cartoon from back in the, in the 90s. So uh, there's a, a bunch of two packs coming out in the next few years. Casey Jones, April Jones, April Jones, <laughs> Casey <laughs> Jones, April O'Neil, Assorted Foot Soldiers, Bebop, Rocksteady, Leo, Donnie, Raph, and and Mikey, Metalhead, Leatherhead, Roadkill, Rodney, Shredder, and Krang. And then to top all it off, one game that is near and dear to our hearts, mm-hmm. and I know Wonder Rob has got a a, a poster up on his yep. wall for it. It's a it's a little. Well, I'm trying to find it with the camera. Obviously, this is just for you, Shab, not the listeners. Uh, <laughs> Turtles in Time is on my yeah, wall. There you go, Turtles in my man time. cave. So they have made um, a version of the figures that's pixelated to sort of resemble what what the graphics look like back on the Super NES for Turtles in Time. And of course, they've got Donatello and Leonardo, as well as Foot Soldier on a hoverboard. And the hoverboard uh, sequence is used uh, in the the future when they go to the future, but also they use sort of like a surfboard type element in the uh, sewer surfers level where they face off against Rat King. And uh, there's also Slash in the mix too. Oh, so that Slash looks so good. Yeah. What are we looking at here? What's this? Oh, I'm going to say the only Comic-Con figure I got was my Wong. I, they had a uh, Comic-Con exclusive Funko Pop. You guys know how I feel about the Funko Pops. Wong from Avengers Endgame. Nice. There was a, a whole mess of other uh, Funkos released, but the only one I cared about is the one in my hands right now. That's right. Wong. If collecting Funkos is Wong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> you tell them, Sean. <laughs> uh, speaking of San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, uh, if you guys saw Batman versus the TMNT then you probably saw Michelangelo. This one, there's a special figure they released for San Diego Comic-Con. It's Michelangelo dressed as Batman. (laughs) I forgot to mention when I was recapping Vegas, I read Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles while I was in Vegas. That's true, you did. And I'll just give a small little review. Three words. Me liked it. (laughs) All right. that. (laughs) All right. So that's all I got to tell you about the figures and the collectibles. There's so much more that happened in the way of merchandise, but that's, these are my favorite stuff and I want to make sure to talk to those. So yeah, a lot lot of things to spend your money on and a lot of things that Shaf will undoubtedly spend his money on. Oh my goodness. All right. So I'm going to let you tell, take this story. I'll, I'll introduce it, but I know you're a little more knowledgeable on this. Uh, Brandon Routh who you may know as the Adam question mark <laughs> in Arrowverse and Tyler Hochlin question mark on my pronunciation of his last name, but Brandon Ralph in particular to fly as Superman. He's going to don the Cape and the costume again for the Arrowverse. Shaf. I thought of you when I, when yes. I saw this story, which is why I included it. Um, as we all know, I'm not super, no pun intended, familiar with the Arrowverse, but I know my boy Shaf is. And I know my boy Shaf loved Superman Returns. <laughs> he loved that movie. Wrong! Wrong! <laughs> so I'm, I'm dying to hear your opinion or your thoughts on this piece of news. 
that well, that Brandon Routh ten years later is playing Superman, or it might even be longer than that. I'm gonna look it up while you talk. Yeah, no, no, no. So uh, the Brandon Routh uh, Superman that's going to appear in this crossover in the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Very exciting because the when he came out on the stage at Comic Con and he undid his shirt just in typical Superman fashion and showed the Superman logo. It wasn't just any logo. It wasn't just your typical S. No, mm-hmm. no, no. It was the Kingdom Come Superman logo. Oh. So he's playing that version of Superman, which oh, is very interesting. So he's not, he's not picking up his universe no. as Superman. Yeah. So he's okay. going to be playing as the Kingdom Come version of Superman, which is a, a, a different iteration, as we know, um, from the uh, Alex Ross uh, uh, illustrated series back in the day. I have a bunch of those ones, actually. Mm-hmm. So an older Superman. So that's, that's exciting. Interesting. Um, They're going to put the little, uh, the, the gray streaks of hair. Yeah, on I, the hope side. So. I, I like hope the so. Well, that'd be all right. I really like him on uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I think he fits in perfectly. He's he's really one of my favorite characters on there because he's so goofy. Um, but he plays Ray Palmer slash the Atom. So you're absolutely right. Yes. Um, and then Tyler, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name, Hoichlin, I think. You were probably pretty close. Um, he will be playing, at least from what I understand, he'll be playing the Superman of uh, of the same Earth that Kara Danvers is from. And... Um, I think that's Earth 19, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But other news, in addition to this, another Clark Kent is going to be on this Crisis on Infinite Earths. What? What is it, Dean Cain? No, it's Uh Tom Welling from Smallville. Yeah, he's going to be on there too. I forgot about him. I forgot he even existed. I saw that news the other day. I was ready to just jerk off. I swear, that was so good. (laughs) It was so good. I was so Don't excited. Come in here. I'm reading <laughs> Superman news. <laughs> I, I was said, like, knock before you come, come in. I'll have the Superman news at once. Are you kidding me? My eyes are going to just go cross-eyed. So, is, um, he, is he playing Clark Kent or is he going to don the costume? So at the, in the final few minutes of, of the final episode of the final season of Smallville, he did don the costume. So my guess is he'll, my hope is that we'll pick up where not necessarily where they left off in Smallville, but that he will be that version. Like an established Superman from yes. that universe. Yeah, that's my hope. Interesting. All they got to do is get Dean Kane. It's true. It's really true. Wouldn't they? And they've uh, actually had Dean Kane on the show, on Supergirl. Um, he played Supergirl's dad, or surrogate dad, basically. Interesting. Interesting. So very exciting uh, news about that. Um, I'm, this is this whole crossover is shaping up to be just insane. I mean, uh, they've got the Arrow show. The Arrow TV show is ending with the crossover. Um, Flash, according to uh, the first episode of, of Flash, when it first debuted, um, they hinted that Flash disappears in a crisis, and now we're getting towards this actual crisis. So something could happen to Flash at the end of this. I mean, it's just nuts. There's so much going on. And if you're not a CW DC fan, now is the time to get on board because there is some serious shit going to happen that's going to shake up the whole thing. So, Yes. Is uh, Brandon Roth going to play the Atom and... Superman in the same crossover event. That would be really interesting. Usually the legends sit out. 
the legend sat out the last crossover. I, I don't really necessarily know why they tried to explain it, but it was really more or less like, Oh, they were stuck in a time bubble or something like that. Um, so I, I feel like he probably, it'd be funny if he played both of them and he's like, wait a minute, you look like <laughs> another cool thing is look like me. And I hope they do this. In the last uh, crossover, they hinted that one of the characters on Arrowverse, uh, the Arrow TV TV show, um, John Diggle, is actually on a different Earth. He plays Ca- uh, Green Lantern. So uh, he's basically like the equivalent of John Stewart on that universe. So it would be pretty awesome to see him get all suited up as Green Lantern because we've never seen Green Lantern on the show before. And that would be pretty, pretty dope. So. Interesting. Man. It's tempting to watch. It's just there's so much going on. And I've been, I just, I've committed to not watching it for so long <laughs> that, ah, uh, but like hearing you talk about it gets me like excited. I'm like, yes. <laughs> not, not quite so much that I'm uh, jerking off to Superman news, but, <laughs> but I can be, it. you can't deny it. I can enjoy the details of you doing it. Infectious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, let's move on before this we dig ourselves into a hole. This is our 69th episode after all. <laughs> so <clears throat> uh, let's move on to trailer shop yeah. because there are so many trailers. Now, this is sort of where I was when I was uh, giving a warning about the news. There's so many trailers. We can't sit and talk about every single one in depth because, again, we've only got so much time. But I'm just going to go down the list, shop of the, the trailers and if it interests you, great, chime in. If it interests me, great, Rob, chime in. Anything in between, we just 69 it away. How's that sound? <laughs> so first one I'm interested in, and if I have my way, Shaf, we're going to be reviewing it on our podcast, It Chapter 2. Oh, my God. Ooh, I'm very interested. Okay. I saw the first one, and it scared the fuck out of me, and um, I shat myself a few times. <sighs> Did you really find it like super scary? Just f- straight out, full full opinion here. I'm just, I'm really curious. Were, were you? Did were you shook? Um, I was. There, I just definitely jumped a few times. I wouldn't say it was super scary. Okay, just, just out of pure curiosity, let's just take a quick sidetrack. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Scariest In your opinion, obviously, I've ever seen. Oh, I would say any kind of exorcism movie. I really don't do well with exorcism movies. Ooh, like me, when they're when they're when they're like their bodies are like contorting and stuff, and they're like walking up walls backwards and stuff. Uh, no, I'm like, nope, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Not into it. <laughs> uh, now, I, now I have to watch something to cleanse the palate. Uh, Family Guy. I need you. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Uh, okay, my. To me, I still think the scariest movie that I've ever seen, where I where after it, I was just like, "Oh God, why did I do this?" It's still <laughs> The Shining, um, but I think it's situational. Just to, uh, another quick Bobby story, just real quick. So, first time I saw The Shining, I was having a sleepover at my cousin's house. I was like twelve or something, and he's thirteen. Uh, my cousin Adam, who you met at my wedding, so. It's it's like 11 or 12. It's like midnight, something like that. And he goes, you want to watch a scary movie? <laughs> I say, yeah. All right. And he's like, have you seen The Shining? And I said, no, I've never seen The Shining. I didn't know what it was. He's like, cool. All right. So we go into the living room, right? He pops in The Shining on VHS. He turns off all the lights and he goes, all right, I'll be in my room. 
<laughs> and I just took it. I just friggin' s- sat in the living room and watched The Shining alone at midnight as a 12 year old. And you know that movie's a slow burn. Yeah. And the 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 moment where I was just like, oh God, was when there's a, a bear giving a blowjob to an, a man or a man, a furry giving a blowjob to an individual and they both look at the camera. I remember that moment specifically like getting like my skin crawling. I was just like, oh God, what is this? And I was so messed up after that. And I walked into his room after the movie's over. I was like, you're a jerk. <laughs> Why did you leave? So the shine. Why did you continue me. to watch it? I just did. I don't know. <laughs> I just <laughs> did. I just kept it going. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it, I didn't find it as scary as that experience, but nothing has met that experience. But to me, my favorite kind of horror movies are the slow burn ones, like uh, The Shining, obviously, The Ring, The Grudge, like those types of movies. Um, so I'm really interested in it, Chapter 2, and I think I'm going to get you to review it on this show, buddy. Oh, yeah. I, I commit to it already. Let's do it. All right. All right, moving on. We got Top Gun Maverick. Shuff, haven't you wanted to know what the heck has been happening to Tom Cruise's character for the last 50 years? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, <laughs> After that? Find out in the trailer, nothing. Nothing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so in the trailer opens up with him. Still, a ca- I'm paraphrasing, uh, you know, you should be a two gold star admiral by now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's just like, I don't know. And then it cuts to him in the hangar. He's got his glasses hanging up on a hook. <laughs> He's like, get the glasses off the hook, un- unsheath or uncover the motorcycle and ride the motorcycle by jets taking off. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like the exact same movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, why are they making this movie? <laughs> Cue the Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah. I I was I was waiting for Danger Zone to play. I was actually reading that Kenny Loggins they got him back for this movie, but the article that I was reading wasn't being clear if he's writing a new song for this movie or if he's just gonna like redo Danger Zone. Um, It'll be like a, a stripped down version of of Danger Zone, like real slow and and thoughtful. You got to keep that that riff though. Yeah, it'll 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 be playing like right as like Maverick is like having to crash land in the ocean. <laughs> and there's yeah, and then he gets frozen underneath ice. And, um, you know, the cosmic cube ends up getting picked up by Howard Stark. Great. It's all connected. (laughs) It's all connected. I just, there's a volleyball scene. So I just pictured like a bunch of 60 year old men with their shirts off, volleyballing it around. Uh, Val Kilmer is supposedly in this, but he wasn't in the trailer. Although there was a shot, a quick shot, because I watched the trailer twice because I thought I missed Val Kilmer. There is a quick shot of Tom Cruise. Um, in full uniform, uh, ceremonial uniform, I guess, in the Air Force, uh, saluting the coffin. So that's probably Val Kilmer. <laughs> He's probably in that box. Uh, that's that's my well, thing. So they can't, they can't keep Val Kilmer on screen too long. He's too scary to look at right now. So that's true. Uh, but keep 
keep an eye out for our 2020 review of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yeah. I've committed us to reviewing that too. Also, uh, next shop, what do you think about Terminator Dark Fate? Oh Did you watch gosh. any of that footage? You don't I care. It. I watched it and I, I seriously, James Cameron. Not into it? James Not Cameron, suck my dick. Oh man, I forgot we were going to do a whole thing about hating James Cameron this episode. <laughs> Uh, so this just in, hold on, uh, top story tonight, uh, James Cameron sucks. And uh, more on that as it develops. Wait, I don't think he's back for this one, though, is he? No. He, he's, he's a producer, oh, okay. and the story is by James Cameron. Gotcha, okay. I'm sort of interested in it in the aspect that Terminator 1 and 2, like this is supposedly a more um, back-to-its-roots real sequel to Terminator 2. So not so much skipping over the other Terminator movies because they're not that good, but you you get what I'm saying, that it's more of a spiritual successor. Like how I feel Die Hard 3 seriously should be just Die Hard 2 instead of Die Hard 2 being Die Hard 2. That's what I'm saying. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of interested in this. Not going to lie. Not going to fib. They got Sarah Connor back. So I'm all about it. Linda Hamilton, even though she's like a billion years old, uh, she's still kicking ass and shooting friggin' bazookas. So she looks like an like an after picture of someone who smoked too much. Like, <laughs> like this is what you look like if you smoke cigarettes. <laughs> well, she is a Hollywood celebrity type. You don't know what she does. She looks like the years have not been kind on her. So. I'll tell you who the years do look good on Arnold. Boom, boom. He still got it. Did you know that Arnold in this movie uh, as the T-800 is going to be called Carl? Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm already down for it. Carl the robot. No, Carl <laughs> the cyborg. <laughs> I'm Carl the cyborg. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, moving on. We only got so much time shop. There was a 21 Bridges uh, trailer. Uh, 21 Bridges looks good. It does yeah. look good. I'm, I'm interested in that. Maybe we'll even re- review that on the show. I'm just, like, promising reviews for everything. <laughs> we may or may not review it. It is a, it is a Russo Brothers produced movie, and it's got uh, – it stars Chad Chadwick Boseman. It looks good. We know as T'Challa slash uh, – um, Black Panther, and he's he looks. Re- I mean, he this movie looks really good, so I'm I'm really excited for it. All right, so maybe we'll talk about it, or at least at the very least, a mini review. Um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I am looking forward to this one. I don't know if you're uh, you never told me if you're really familiar with the the View as Universe shop. Uh, Clerk, Small Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma. Okay, let me, lay, let me lay it out for you. Let me lay it out Clerks for, to... for an unpopular opinion. Oh, here it comes, you guys. Get ready to unsubscribe. Please don't. <laughs> I don't not enjoy. No, I, I don't enjoy. I don't not enjoy. <laughs> that means you do enjoy. You're I tricking me. I don't not enjoy not watching Jay and Silent Bob. Wait a minute. I don't not enjoy not watching. My head just exploded. <laughs> right. <laughs> so not not a fan of Jane's. So let's just cut to the chase. Not a I, fan of Jane Silent I'm Bob. I'm a fan of the Jane Silent Bob movies, with the exception of one. 
Mm-hmm. And, I, and now keep in mind, I haven't seen all of them. I have seen, okay. um, I have seen mall rats. I have seen chasing Amy. Um, I have not seen clerks, but I have seen uh, Jane silent Bob strike back. I have mm-hmm. seen dogma. Um, my favorite is dogma. I, love I really dogma. like dogma of them, of them all. That is the one I can truly enjoy. Um, but the rest, I, I really don't, quite understand the like the allure or why it's why, like i just get the following for it i'm sorry i just don't i don't know all right you're allowed to have opinions even if they're wrong you're allowed <laughs> no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding like Shaf, teach like, their own teach I, their I own reviews um <laughs> he's got uh new reviews on on youtube for movies and stuff and i love how excited he gets about nerd stuff and he certainly has he's a great director uh, and writer and I really love his daredevil run that he did. Um, the, uh, shoot. Why the Marvel Knights run. Yeah, exactly. I love that run with, uh, with Mysterio in there too, man. It's fantastic. So he's very capable, very capable guy. Um, I just find the Jay and silent Bob element to be kind of dumb. So. Well, I can, I can say that if you watch Jay and silent Bob strike back, without the context of the other movies. So that movie probably makes no little to no sense, or at least there's a lot of jokes in that movie. Um, Dogma is my favorite out of all of them, but I I just really like the subject matter. Like I said before, I went to Catholic school. So like I found his take on, on the Catholic religion, very interesting. Um, Of course I consider myself more of a um, agnostic these days, but that's neither here nor there. I remember trying to get my mom to watch Dogma. How many times am I going to talk about my mom this episode? Dang. Um, <laughs> you might, like 69 times. Oh, don't go there. Um, so <laughs> I remember trying to, to show my mom Dogma because I thought she would really get a, a, a kick out of it too with the take on the Catholic religion. Um, so we got up to the part where, which is about 30 minutes in, where the main character, I forget her name right now, but she meets Jane Silent Bob outside of the Planned Parenthood. And Jane Silent Bob take her to uh, a cafe. And she's like, I'm the last remaining descendant of Christ. And they're like, cool, is it true that chicks fart when you blast them in the ass? <laughs> and my mom got up from the couch, physically walked over to the VCR, turned it off and said, we're not watching this. <laughs> And Wonder Mom. <laughs> she just did not take it. <laughs> that was like, because they'd been swearing up a storm up until that point. But, as that, soon as but that was the that line, line, my mom was like, was nope, it. no more. <laughs> Turned it off. <laughs> I draw uh, the line at that. That is it. <laughs> uh, but we'll review Jane Silent Bob reboot in the upcoming months. Um, or at the very least, I'll see it and talk about it. So a uh, couple quick Things to note before we get into there's one big trailer that I know you want to talk about, Shaf. Uh, the Walking Dead season 10 trailer uh, premiered and the Fear of the Walking Dead mid-season trailer. I'm not familiar with these shows. I know you used to watch Walking Dead. I used to watch Walking Dead and I actually used to watch Fear of the Walking Dead, but I gave up on both of them because they both just, I don't know. I, I, they lost me. They lost me at some point. Um, and... I, I wish Walking Dead the best. They seem like they could they could go on forever. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead is sort of a spinoff that uh, characters have found their way over to that show that were on Walking Dead, and they're sort of running concurrently now. Um, 
just at different different parts of the world. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of over that whole zombie apocalypse thing. I'm, I'm a little bit tired of it. So, all right, uh, that's fair. I've haven't gotten into it because I kept saying I'll watch it when it's over. But AMC has just decided we're never ending this series. So <laughs> odds are I'm never going to watch it. Um, just a couple of quick ones before I get into what you want to talk about, Shaf. Uh, of course, Westworld season three came out. I know you're totally into that show, and that's what got you into playing Red Dead Redemption. Um, yeah. so I'm sure you watched that and lo- loved it. You're probably like frothing at the mouth, like best trailer <laughs> ever is uh, what I imagine was going on over there. Actually, give, give me give me a quick rundown on that season three. What do All you, right, what so do you the season three trailer, this, this season's different. So anybody who's following Westworld, um, the first season was all about the the actual Westworld. So it was going to this Wild West town and sort of living out mm-hmm. your, your Wild West fantasies with no repercussions. You're basically interacting with a bunch of bots that have been programmed with with uh, story loops that they act out and you can sort of um, interact with them. It's mm-hmm. very, very expensive theme park for the, the wealthy um, and also probably um, <laughs> largest sociopaths <laughs> of, <laughs> of that future. Now, um, somewhere along the way, these bots are starting to develop a level of sentience and are becoming more aware of themselves. And every time they get rebooted after they die... They're now retaining memories, and so they're starting to revolt and, and rebel and kill their these these humans that are you know treating them poorly and stuff like that. So season two gets more into that. It also visits other theme parks that have these uh, these bots, uh, like an, um, a feudal Japan um, uh, world that you can visit, like a safari. Uh, type world you can visit and you find out that there's just a bunch of parks like that and then this season it delves more into what happens when these these bots find themselves in the real world and their ultimate goal is basically to take down humanity it seems like so um Mm -hmm. very very cool lots of twists and turns one thing westworld is really known for is um lots of plot twists and uh, sort of misleading um situations like you don't know necessarily if something is happening in the present timeline or if it's another timeline or something in the future they do a really good job of sort of confusing you until they want you to know something so the the best part about the show is trying to figure it out like you're trying to decipher every clue you can possibly see in a scene and there's a lot of theory culture that comes out of this particular show that's a lot of fun the downside of the show is you always have to wait a couple of years between seasons so um really Mm -hmm. looking forward to westworld coming back it's going to be fantastic when it does um and uh that's my quick thing for westworld (laughs) (laughs) all right um there was also a trailer for the watchman would look interesting uh witcher on netflix uh great game so I'm interested in the, the the show, although it's more based on the books, and I don't read. If it's not a comic book, I'm not reading it. Um, <laughs> but let's let's cut to the chase shop because we only got so much time. There was a trailer for uh, CBS All Access's new series, Picard. That's right. And I knew somebody on your side of the internet connection was jaying his peas <laughs> with this trailer. So give us give us your thoughts on this Picard trailer. I'm certainly excited, but you have much more of a, uh, a wealth of knowledge on Star Trek than I do. So mm-hmm. hit me with it. Tell All me right, why so I need to be more excited. 
All right. Well, one thing about this this trailer is it tells you right off the bat, it tells you how far after the events of Star Trek Nemesis, which is the last time that we saw Picard, um, that how far after the, the events of that movie does this show take place? And it's 20 years. So 20 years after uh, Commander Data sacrificed himself to save Captain Picard and the Enterprise from uh, a Romulan clone of Picard named Shinzon, who is... Uh, piloting the, the uh, scimitar. Um, basically, uh, uh, Picard has now retired from Starfleet, and he's mm-hmm. living on this Chateau de Picard, the uh, basically the vineyard that him and his family uh, own in France. And um, his he's got a dog now. His dog is named Number One, which is a nice callback to how he would refer to Riker uh, on mm-hmm. on the uh, the bridge. Number One number one uh and uh, you can tell in this trailer there's a lot of uh interesting influences so we see that uh the borg are gonna factor into this show which is freaking awesome uh we get to see there's heavy influence from data or perhaps the character b4 and i believe on a previous episode i mentioned how um data sacrificed himself but yet he also plugged into a data prototype they found on a desert planet and um, basically, he loaded up all of his memories into this this uh, prototype unit, mm-hmm. and so perhaps B four is now Data again. Uh, so it's it, we're not really sure yet. Um, okay, was there another Data too? Like a third one? There or was. I imagining there that? was. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think around like the third or fourth season, um, we find out that um, one of Data's, I guess you could call him like a brother. Um, mm-hmm. uh, named Lore, uh, okay. was working with the Borg, um, especially one of the Borg that was uh, independent, Hugh. Um, uh, and they were working to basically kind of take over and be like the better race or something like that. And he was trying to get Data to join him and Data didn't and it was a whole thing. But uh, but Lore had a lot more, he had his emotion chip. So he was like far more entertaining to watch. He was very villainous, uh, very cool character. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we have we have Data back in some former fashion. We've got Picard. He's got a new crew with him as well. He gets called back into space uh, because this mysterious woman shows up at his vineyard and he can tell there's something about her. And there's a lot of speculation, a lot of mystery surrounding this character, but methinks that she is part Borg. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know the details about that, but it seems like the Romulans are are experimenting on Borg drones. Like um, they might might have like taken over a Borg cube, one of their giant vessels. And it looks like they're they're sort of like picking it up apart and and maybe reverse engineering to try to like gain technology, cybernetic enhancements or something like that. It's almost like the Romulans and the Borg are combining a- into something. Mm-hmm something else so that's kind of concerning to me so that's very exciting see what they're going to do with that make it something new new designs for some spaceships including the uh the romulan bird of uh, warbird is the warbird yeah could be (laughs) warbird 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 um so yeah because it's a klingon bird prey my bad yeah so the romulan warbirds look really different um And uh, we've also found out that Riker and Troy will be back. So we're going to get a few more cast members from the next generation back. And then the final scene, the final scene is so badass because we see Picard saying, 
I don't want this to end. And uh, he looks over and who is it? But Commander Data is there playing what looks to be like a card game with him, which is one thing they always did on The Next Generation all the time. They played poker together. And Data was always one of the, he was like the dealer uh, for the poker game and Mm -hmm. also played. And um, I think that's even how they ended that's yeah, that's how they ended the final episode of the season seven uh, for the series when it was on. Spoiler! <laughs> and uh, it's kind of un- hard to say if that's actually Data, if he's back, or if it's a hologram, or if it's B4 just acting as Data. I'm not sure, but I really want to know. I want to know now. Oh, we're going to find out. <laughs> I decided, I think I might go back and watch The Next Generation. It's been a long time been a really long time since i've watched the next generation you're gonna watch the whole thing that's a lot of episodes i'm I'm, I'm feeling it right now like i'm absolutely feeling it we'll see we'll see if i commit if i follow through with this gut feeling right now but picard looks great looks absolutely great and the 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 plot how you described it sounds to me like the showrunner saw the movie logan and was like let's just do that with star trek (laughs) star trek logan it, I mean, we but, get Patrick Stewart. He was in. He was in Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> One down. Two to go. <laughs> All right. Okay. So there were there were a lot more trailers, but we're running short on time because the big meat of what we definitely want to discuss this week, you guys, is the Marvel Hall H panel where they released. All the info, all the tidbits on what's coming up in phase four. And we have been sitting on our seats with bated breath since the end of Endgame, just waiting to find out all this info. So here's what we're going to do, Shaf. I'm just going to go down the list. Yes. Okay. We'll just talk about it. I'm not going to do it in the order that they announced it. I'm just going to do, I'm going to start with um, the movies that are coming out and then I'll circle back and go to the TV show. That sounds Uh, good. But but real quick, before I do that, just want to point out that this weekend also avengers endgame crushed avatar as the number one highest grossing movie of all time so golf clap golf clap just in time for our 69th episode so really thank you everybody out there who uh, saw endgame james cameron uh suck my dick oh man (laughs) james cameron i'm married you can't really do that but like if you wanted to give me like a back scratch i'd be done yeah, because uh, right. no superhero fatigue, James Cameron. Fuck you. That's true. He said that people have superhero fatigue and these superhero movies uh, can never be as successful as Avatar. And what happened? It just smoked it. It just smoked it. So <laughs> he's eating his words this week. Sure is. All right. So so first up, Black Widow, Shaf. We're getting a Black Widow movie. Um, now, there were very few, I think, real surprises True. During this press conference, because for the most part, everything we either knew about or was rumored. Uh, nothing was officially announced, but we knew about the Black Widow movie because there have been set pictures, uh, this and that. But, you know, we got an unofficial announcement it's coming out uh, May 1st, 2020, starring Scarlett Johansson, uh, Rachel Weiss, David Harbour, which mm-hmm. you know, you're excited about. Oh, yeah. Um, so here's what we know. So essentially, this movie takes place after Civil War, uh, but obviously before the events of Endgame, where she, spoiler alert, dies. Everybody saw the movie. It's the number one movie of all time. I might sing spoiler alert to Endgame. Um, 
And we're gonna we're gonna find out about Budapest, Shaf. Great, yum! I'm so psyched about this. And <laughs> and how she got red in her ledger. Oh yeah, she Ooh, got red in I that can't ledger. wait. I just can't wait. <laughs> uh, the villain is reportedly Taskmaster. Yes, they showed some concept art of Taskmaster, looking like a badass. I like Taskmaster. So like Taskmaster. If uh, for anybody who is out there who who doesn't know, essentially he's got like photographic fighting skills. I guess is the best way to put it. So like if you were fighting him and you did a backflip with a kick, and he could do the backflip and the kick just as good as you. He just memorized it. Boom. So he just essentially can throw your moves at you. Exactly. So you really have to be aim for being unpredictable if you want to have any kind of. Um, you know, edge over Taskmaster, that's for sure. And you can't yeah. repeat yourself. You gotta, you gotta just keep it, keep it original. Keep it a ridge. Um, so the fact that Taskmaster is supposedly the bad guy, and then I, I sort of, I go back to the Captain America Winter Soldier, and I'm just sort of hoping that it has that vibe to it. Of course, uh, Scarlett Johansson said that this this movie doesn't have a genre, and that's her her words. Um, and you haven't seen anything like it before. So it's really tough to say. Um, did you say the shot or did somebody else say it? Like, what if the whole movie takes place in the soul stone? Somebody said that. Ooh, I don't remember. That me, but that is a cool theory. That is a cool theory. I actually, um, I read somewhere today that um, the identity of Taskmaster is something that we're not being told all the details on. Uh, there's a theory out there that says that Rachel Weiss's character is actually Taskmaster, that she playing Melina, I think is her character's name, mm-hmm. uh, is also someone who was trained in the Red Room where they obviously became these assassins. <laughs> and, Red uh, Room. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they took their ledgers. And it's like, well, could you put some wrench in it, please? Thank you. <laughs> that's where Christian Gray had his way with them in the red room. Um, that's a that's a a joke for those that watch. For you perverts out there, Fifty Shades of Gray. Um, anyways, so there's this theory out there that Taskmaster isn't played by Ot Fagbenoli. Um, what you say? Uh, Rachel Weiss. So we'll see. We'll see if you, but if, if we're right, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. We spoiled it for you. That's right. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think that this is probably out of the movies. I'm looking forward to all of them, but this is probably like, I don't want to say my least looking forward to it, but I'm looking forward to it less than the rest. So I'll just put it that way. Um, Coming up after that, November 6, 2020, The Eternals, which, again, we knew was happening with all of these uh, these casting rumors. As a matter of fact, this was the first one I was telling you about, Shaf, <laughs> while you were indisposed and couldn't follow the news. And I was like, Angelina Jolie's in it. Camille Nanjiani's <laughs> in it. Summer Hayek's in it. And you're like, oh, so all the people we knew. <laughs> like you were like you're very matter of fact i pictured you saying that with like your arms crossed and you're going yeah. <laughs> all the people we knew um but uh um, um what we know about this is pretty much not that much really uh, other than that we're getting an eternals movie the the rumors are that they're this movie's not fully cast yet um so there's still a little bit of work to be done um 
all I really know or what I've read is that this is going to be based on Neil Gaiman's run of the Eternals, uh, which I have not read. This is uh, one of the properties that I'm not really familiar with yeah, myself. Um, other than they're just some of the oldest living beings and uh, some of them uh, may not know that they're Eternals. Question mark. Camille Nanjiani. Maybe that's going to be his thing. Um, but I'm looking forward to it because I remember when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, not a lot of people were familiar with that, and it totally blew everybody away, including Shaf. Yes, true. Became one of my most favorite of the Marvel properties. So um, they are gender-bending the character that Salma Hayek is playing. Ajax is normally mm-hmm. the male leader of the Eternals, and she's going to be playing the female leader of the Eternals instead. Um, so maybe it'll be like, a Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> a Jackie. A Jackie. No, I- of all the movies so far, just because I know the least about it or know the least about any of the characters, this is the one that I'm kind of not as excited about, but also super intrigued about, if that makes sense. So it's like a different level. Like, it's not like the super jazzed because I know what to expect that I'm going to get more from this character, this or that. It's like taking a chance on um, an entire ensemble of people I don't know. So um i'm looking forward to it though i'm gonna definitely do some of my own research and maybe pick up some comic books especially that neil neil gaiman run and uh and see what i can find out about that yeah, very nice yeah maybe we'll do a mini review on neil gaiman's neil gaiman's eternals uh next up shang chi and the legend of the ten rings now this was a surprise sort of we knew shang chi was coming up but we weren't 100 on was the, the last part of the title, The Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, which, uh, as I'm sure a lot of you know, that leads to the Mandarin, uh, which is one of Iron Man's uh, deadliest foes and even uh, alluded to in Iron Man, the first movie. And get this shot, I don't know if you remember, but even Ant-Man, uh, there was a connection to the Ten Rings. I have a theory about this movie. All right, hit me with it. I'm ready. So my theory is that the it says the legend of the ten rings so doesn't that make you think that this takes place like in the past like this is not like a modern movie like i picture it being like um, more of like your kung fu like back in the day type stuff i mean i i guess it could i i'll tell you i hope it's not that because i am super pumped for some kung fu action some like a legit kung fu action in the MCU. Not this, not this Iron Fist kung fu action. Like some real kung fu action. So, and I want, and I want to see the character interact with the the modern heroes. Um, I, I but would maybe I'll give you a solid maybe on that. A well, solid little thing, maybe. Well, is that they're going to be? Uh, he's going to be facing off against the Mandarin. Is is the theory uh-huh. that he's playing the main villain? Now, obviously, the Mandarin name. Maybe at the point that this mandarin is around like this is the only mandarin but maybe his uh, his existence sort of fades into more of like a legend thing uh and that's how his namesake is used in these later in these like mcu movies and they're like okay i'm the mandarin i'm the mandarin it's more of like um kind of like the ancient one if that makes sense like it's Mm -hmm. not it's not like one person is the mandarin it's more like they just adopt this title but then, it, it, so I just feel like it's maybe it's a period piece, like a unique period piece. Is is my? I hope it's not, but I feel like it might be. Because otherwise, it's it's going to be really a unique challenge for them to sort of 
say, well, guess what? The two other people who said they were the Mandarin were not the Mandarin. This guy's the Mandarin. And here's the reasons why. Like, it's just going to, they're going to take a lot more to make me understand it or trust it. Hmm. Very interesting, Shav. I guess only time will tell. Right. Hmm. Uh, how do you say his name, Shav? How do you say the the guy playing Shang-Chi? Simu Liu. I apologize. I I just can't say it. Um, But he's playing Shang-Chi. And, I mean, he looks the part. To me, I'm not really familiar with his work. I know he's he's been around and he's done stuff. I'm just not familiar with him uh, in particular outside of those tweets I saw where he's like, hey, Marvel, how about an Asian-American superhero? (laughs) <laughs> like four years ago <laughs> and then he replied to it he's like oh shit <laughs> when they cast him yeah uh, so i like, like he basically like he willed it yeah he willed it into existence that's 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 pretty badass because how many how many stories quote-unquote stories do you see every day of certain actors go i want to play this part <laughs> yeah. so-and-so wants to be the green lantern that's not news because you just wanting to be the part. Everybody wants to be the Green Lantern. I don't even like the Green Lantern, and I would be the Green Lantern. So he willed it. So he's he's a he's a real rags to riches story uh, in terms of this. Now let me tell you what I'm super excited for: a Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Just the name, <laughs> just the name, got me excited. Uh, of course, returning to the game is Benedict Cumberbatch and a surprise uh, co-star Elizabeth Olsen mm-hmm. at, in this, uh, which is coming off the heels of uh, the WandaVision show, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, releasing May 7, 2021. There's um, not a whole no, uh, excuse me, not a whole lot known about the plot so far with this, um, other than it's going to quote, be the scariest MCU movie to date and that this movie will tear Dr. Strange back down to his roots. Um, outside of that, we don't really know a whole lot. Well, we know the villain. We know the villain. Tell us who the villain is, Sean. Nightmare. Nightmare! Which I'm so <laughs> excited about. That's going to be a really visual um, and ex- I mean, one, th- one thing about Dr. Strange is you can always count on it's going to be very visual and uh, this is no exception. If when he when the night uh, when nightmare brings people into the dream dimension, like any all bets are off, anything is possible. Um, you can't really kill him. Like he's a very unique character, and I'm very excited to see what they do with him. It's going to be very cool. Um, and of course, multiverse of madness. Obviously, the multiverse exists within the MCU, uh, as mentioned uh, in the previous Doctor Strange movie. Um, so. Not as directly mentioned, but uh, the quantum realm and hinged at within the quantum realm. Obviously, Avengers Endgame, time traveling really led into alternate uh, multiverses. Um, And briefly mentioned in Spider-Man Far From Home, even though uh, Quentin Beck was just making it up off the top of his head in that episode. Uh, Or in that movie, excuse me. But this is uh, the perfect backdoor entrance, I think, to, to mutants, to uh, the Fantastic Four, or really anything that they want to, or even if they decide to do like a real House of M style uh, reboot of the universe, like they could get away with it, I think. So this, this one is the one I think I'm looking forward to the most out of everything. Plus, I just love Doctor Strange, especially when he's full Doctor Strange in, in uh, Infinity War. Whew, that's some good stuff. Ooh, me like it. Ooh. Um, 
Now, here was a surprise. Well, I'll tell you, it would have been a surprise if the news didn't break two days earlier. <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder, the, the return of everybody's favorite, God of Thunder, for a fourth installment, the first Marvel hero to get four movies. Uh, of course, returning to the director's chairs, Taika Waititi, which revitalized Thor, but new life into him. And then, of course, he oversaw Thor's character in Endgame and in Infinity War. So he really, you know, took that characterization and pushed it as far as we can. And pretty much, like I said, revitalized the character, but also revitalized Chris Hemsworth's opinion of the character because he was done. This guy was going to walk away from Thor. Uh, but now he just he just chomping at the bit. And here here's the surprising news. What if I told you, Shaf, that <laughs> Natalie Portman was not going to be in it? What if I told you that? I would say I'm not surprised. Well, you're wrong, Shaf. Oh my gosh! They got Natalie Portman back, <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't even get her for Endgame. <laughs> That's true. B roll for her. That's how they much gave her credit, but they she didn't really show up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're uh, she's going to get to take Thor's mantle as the mighty Thor in this. So that, along with uh, a lot of money. And maybe, you know, everything in between uh, the juicy rolling money. Do you think she'll be able to lift Mew Mew uh, because she's had uh, a little bit of his worthiness in her at times? (laughs) He he left a little bit of worthiness in her by accident one time. Um, (laughs) You mean the Infinity Stone? The Reality (laughs) Stone? Yeah, he got his rocks off. <laughs> oh boy, shop. Oh boy. Um, um, um I'm curious to know if this is gonna be like a one and done thing for Natalie Portman or if they're gonna like hook her in with a multi-movie deal. Because that's Marvel's thing. But Natalie Portman doesn't seem like the type of person who would sign like a five-movie contract. I know that is really strange. That makes me wonder the same thing. Like you don't just give her Thor's powers if either you're just going to take him away or if you have no intentions of her appearing again, like I, I don't, don't know what to make of it, but it doesn't, none of the plot that we know so far has anything to do with Thor. It has everything to do with Jane Foster and it has everything to do with Valkyrie because Valkyrie um, Tessa Thompson came out on stage to announce that Valkyrie as King is going to need to find her queen. So she's basically assuming the love aspect of that subtitle and Jane Foster is assuming the thunder aspect. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a a really Thor light movie because this, this takes place after guardians of the galaxy three. Uh, which has been disclosed by James Gunn. So we don't oh, really yeah, know. You're right. You're right. It does. Okay. So we don't really know. So like what Thor's ultimate fate is going to be, because obviously at the end of the end game, he took off with the guardians of the galaxy and we were all very much looking forward to a guardians of the galaxy three movie that featured Thor or at least cameoed Thor. Um, but since that movie takes place before uh, this particular Thor movie, but isn't going to come out for like two years after the fact. Um, it's going to be an interesting timeline. Oh, and there was a news story that broke today that Jeff Goldblum, uh, he's he's hinting that the Grandmaster is also going to be back. I love that Thor, news. Love and Thunder, which is perfect. Just get, why not bring every single character back? 
like to it. Corgan Meek, Grandmaster, Grandmaster's uh, weird assistant lady, uh, <laughs> and everybody in between. Uh, and fingers crossed for a Beta Ray Bill. Yes, please. Fingers crossed. Voiced by Paul Giamatti. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd see that. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay. And uh, the last movie, the surprise announcement, which got everybody by surprise. As far as I know, Shoff, there weren't any leaks or rumors about this. So it really caught me off guard. Uh, Blade. I know. A Blade movie, Shoff. Came out of nowhere. The first Fox property that they're going to make into a movie, and it's Blade. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, of course, they've had the rights for Blade for a while, I think. I think they got the rights for Blade back, if I'm not mistaken, at the same time when they got, um, shoot, uh, Daredevil and everything that was going along with that. Oh, okay. I, I think. I might be wrong on that. Um, but it's still a, a shock because... Wesley Snipes was campaigning hard to, to replay Blade and essentially to retroactively put the Blade movies into canon with the MCU. Um, I'm, I'm pumped about this. There's no director yet. Um, of course, news stories have surfaced that Marvel has approached um, Jordan Peele yeah. to, to direct this, and he turned it down, um, essentially saying that he's a fan of the character, but he doesn't consider himself and I'm paraphrasing here, he doesn't consider himself a comic book junkie. And so he feels that he's not the best person for this when somebody who is way more passionate for the character could probably do a better job. You know, um, and I'm not saying this just because Blade is is a black guy, but I definitely really, really enjoyed Black Panther as, as our fans know, I'm a big fan of Black Panther. And I thought that Ryan Coogler did an amazing job as director and writer for that movie. And why not him for Blade? I mean, he definitely understands just that, the being, uh, being a black man himself and already proving to really understand um, how to create a culture to things. I mean, he could really do some awesome stuff with Blade and as, as well, as well as, you know, Black Panther and Blade are also, they're both very agile. Um, I, I think he could do it justice. So I, I'm, I'm on the camp for uh, Ryan Coogler for, for director slash writer of Blade. I'd, I'd love that. Oh, could be, could be. And uh, Marshal Ali as the half mortal, half vampire Blade. Uh, he just won the Academy Award. Yep. Sure so for, good for him. Cool? And I guess, mm, yeah, I think so. Although I might be wrong. Um I guess this also negates uh, the Netflix universe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Considering he was Cottonmouth. (laughs) So, or it's a multiverse now, dude. So it's just, it it is what it is. Nothing, technically every superhero within the Marvel universe, this movie is in canon because it's a multiverse. As long as Um, somehow get Chris Christopherson to still like limp in and say, I make the the guns, he uses them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and then there was no direct uh, dates or timeframes for these, but Kevin Feige did mention that a Black Panther sequel is in the works as well as Guardians of the Galaxy 3, as well as Captain Marvel 2, and Shaw, as well as the Fantastic Four and Mutants. So he didn't mention X-Men by name, but he did say Mutants. So Yeah, that was a very clever way to approach it. I think there's a lot of... I don't know... 
I, I get it, but I also don't get it. Um, just the stigma around the name X-Men, as far as it being like a male dominated situation. Um, I, I get it, but it's also a comic book property that is not changing its name. And like, it's a Marvel property. So there's no reason not to get behind it. Um, either they couldn't say X-Men, like they're not allowed to contractually yet for some reason, or they have some other plans, or maybe they didn't want to just say X-Men because not all the mutants that they want to introduce are actually X-Men, but rather yeah. X-Men universe, if that makes sense. I I sort of took it as sort of half of what you just said. So maybe they don't like the characters they plan on introducing aren't all within the X-Men, but are mutants, but also, and I guess this would fall into the fantastic four also slightly, but I mean, X-Men movies lately haven't been that good. And maybe there's just sort of like a negative connotation to the X-Men franchise. And they're just like, Oh, that makes sense. Mutants. Themselves from that word right now. Or since there's no real plan for an X-Men movie yet, or not within this phase, maybe they're just going to introduce mutants or introduce the idea of mutants first. So maybe there's, there'll be like a retcon uh, maybe within the Scarlet Witch TV show or, or uh, multiverse of madness where they retcon Scarlet Witch to being a mutant, like in the comics, you know what I mean? Uh, she, the, the infinity stone uh, pulled out the powers of her because actually she's a mutant. And <laughs> um, so mutants, um, so yeah, <laughs> that's that's sort of what's going on there. Um, let's go into the TV shows. Shaf, you know, I've been I've been driving this car for a while. Why don't you take over for a little bit and let's talk about some TV shows? All right, all right. So, so here's the deal. So, in addition, and uh, sort of in the mix with all of these movies, because we're not talking about the exact order of these of these shows or the movies, but rather we talked about all the movies first. Now let's talk about the shows. So, Disney Plus is coming out later this year. And the um, one of the shows that's going to be debuting in spring of 2020 is called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we're going to get the team up of Sam Wilson, a.k.a. The Falcon, who is now, a.k.a. spoiler alert, Captain America and Winter Soldier, uh, a.k.a. Bucky Barnes. So um, they're back. Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are uh, teaming up. And it looks like a fan favorite villain from Civil War is yes. also returning for this particular TV show, which really gets me excited. Uh, Daniel Bruhl is back as Baron Nemo. Now, they even had like a little brief uh, sequence and they, they haven't leaked the video itself, but they have leaked pictures showing Daniel Bruhl sort of like uh, taking over the panel at that moment when they were introducing this. Mm -hmm. And he said that he was, it was good to see them. And then he said that, that he's looking forward to whatever, like, um, um, I can't remember the exact. I'm looking forward to murdering you. Basically. With my purple mask. Well, that's, thank you. The best part about it was at the end, he donned a purple mask, very iconic, matching the look of how he looks in the comics. Now, of course, in the comics, the, the mask is actually stuck to his face because he had like a burning hot adhesive or something like that. Like, it, I forget the circumstances, but. <laughs> I'm going to put burning off. hot crazy glue. Yeah, he can't even take the mask off if he wanted to now. So, um, but anyway, so Baron Nemo, Baron Zemo is back. Zemo. 
very excited about that. Um, the next one on the list is WandaVision. WandaVision, this is a really <laughs> strange, first of all, strange title. Because Wait, did you say Long Division? <laughs> <laughs> Marvel Studios presents Long Division. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget the remainder. <laughs> um yeah, you know, Wanda Vision. So combining the two names is you remember Brangelina uh and Benifer? This is Wanda yes. Vision. Yeah. Um, so this comes out in spring 2021. Of course, you've got mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch back, Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, as the name suggests, Vision will somehow be back, even though mm-hmm. uh, the last time we saw him, he had quite the he headache. He did. Yeah. I say like, he didn't just die. He died twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Paul Bettany will be back as vision. And then a very surprise uh, appearance of a character, um, but a different version of a character we've seen. If you recall in Captain Marvel, we got our first glimpse of the Rambo family mm-hmm. uh, or Rambo family, excuse me. Um, and um, her best friend, uh, what's her best friend's name? Monica. No, 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 no. Her best friend's name is. Oh, Monica Rambeau is her daughter. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Excuse I forget, me. I forget what her mom's name is, but her daughter was Monica Rambeau. And so we got to witness her as a kid and she was a lot of fun. She was feisty. Um, and, and, you know, we all knew that, you know, at some point, perhaps in the, the MCU future, she might become Photon, um, which is uh um, a, a person who has very similar powers to Captain Marvel. At one point, she even had the same powers as Captain Marvel. Um, but anyways, they have cast an adult version of Monica Rambeau. Uh, her name is uh, Tayana Paris. So mm-hmm. um, don't know that much about how she's getting involved in this, but apparently the events that happen in WandaVision are going to directly influence uh, the Doctor Strange movie. So um, that's you definitely you're going to want to tune in. And that's one thing that we should reiterate is that, and Kevin Feige has said is this phase is really taking TV and movies and combining them in a very symbiotic way. So um, you're going to watch a TV show and it's going to directly influence the MCU movie that follows or whatever, or the MCU movie is going to directly influence the next TV show. So they're all, as they've said before, they're all connected. Now they really, really are. So um it's a smart move it's a smart move by disney i mean it's gonna get people subscribing to that disney plus oh my god it's brilliant yes um the teasers and the logo sort of suggest that it might be a 1950s storyline so um, multiverse dude yeah multiverse. I'm, I'm definitely thinking multiverse i mean vision has to be alive in some form or fashion in a different universe so that would make sense um and it also might be uh, it might be some kind of other dimension that he exists in because it seems like it's going to get pretty crazy uh, in this show. It's supposed to be very reality altering. So Ooh, I can't wait. Ooh. Now another big, uh, big uh, Marvel TV show that everyone is excited about is uh, I don't know, just this one like actor. His name is like Tom something Tom. Ah, uh, Tom Heidel, Hanks. Heidel, Heidelstrom. Oh, you meant that guy. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Tom everybody, Hiddleston. everybody, he knows who he is. He's facetious. That's right. That's right. Um, expected release date in 2021. Loki is going to be uh, debuting. Now, what we know about this is for our fans uh, that saw Avengers Endgame, they know that there was a brief moment 
uh, in the uh, basically the lobby of uh, Stark Tower um, or Avengers Tower, I guess at that point, technically still Stark Tower. That's right. Uh, when the Tesseract gets dislodged and it ends up right next to the feet of Loki and he picks it up and he quickly disappears in a portal. And that's the last we see of him in the movie. And that sort of is a counter, uh, uh, it contradicts his last appearance that we know of Loki. So this particular Loki that has just disappeared through the portal is the Loki that is going to be the one we see in this TV show. So that's that's interesting because it, it's like taking all that character development that Loki's had and just like, bye, get rid of it. Now he's just evil Loki <laughs> again. Loki, who just got smashed by the Hulk. True, true. Yeah, he hasn't exactly. Like, he hasn't really like embraced his brother. Um, uh, he's he's definitely still far more villainous or conniving or scheming than he was uh, than he was in the later times. And um, it's not that those things didn't happen, but it's just. It's an alternate reality now. Different version now. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So there's that. Now, as if that weren't enough, there's still more. There's still there's more. Still Disney. more. Yeah. What if there was more? <laughs> what if there was more? What if there were 69 more TV shows? <laughs> so um, this particular what if, what if that we're concerned about or wondering about is actually what it's called. It's called what if. Marvel Studios is venturing into an animated series. And uh, Kevin Feige shared that many, many, many of the original cast members of the MCU are also going to lend their voices to the show. So it's a huge cast list uh, for their episodes related to this. And one thing the What If is going to explore is a similar comic book arc where the comic book would explore a what-if scenario. Um, and it gets it basically allows for anything, especially in, a, in an animated format, really anything can happen. Yeah. It's that great. A, a very um, keen observer noticed if you zoom in on the logo itself of what if you can see over in the corner that one of the characters faces is sort of zombified. So there could be Marvel zombies, Marvel zombies. in the what if uh, TV show. So that one comes yep. out summer 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very excited about that. I actually didn't even know it was animated until they had the panel. I was like, what? Yeah, I think like everybody who's been in a Marvel movie will be providing a voice except for Robert Downey Jr. Because <laughs> he costs a lot of money. And I don't think I saw Chris Evans on there. Well, I can do Robert Downey Jr. Okay, let's hit let's hear it. Hit us with that RDJ. Um to bring together a group of remarkable people. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Pretty good. Pretty good. Spot up. I, love, I am. I love Iron your pepper pots. <laughs> I am Iron Man. I pepper am pots. Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, because we're running out of time, moving along to the next show. This is the final of the Marvel TV shows. Uh, last but certainly not least, if you were tired, uh, weren't tired of Clint Barton yet. You will be tired of him by the time the show comes out because Hawkeye is getting his own TV show. Now, thankfully, this time around, Clint Barton is going to be passing the reins of the Hawkeye title to his successor, none other than Kate Bishop. So uh, we are going to see basically someone else take the mantle of this. And uh, she's also a Marx person. And... um, (laughs) 
the the actual the logo itself is the Kate Bishop Hawkeye. So it's a lot of people are very excited to see sort of a, a change in that. At the end of the day, I'm rather I'm I'm excited, but at the same time, it's still just somebody with a bow and arrow. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. It's just another bow and arrow show. Uh, <laughs> arrow, uh, much uh, Marvel. Um, so yeah but so these shows let's now uh, just briefly before we close out here let's talk about the order of them so um oh shit i'm gonna lose it i got it right here so you you, you're gonna get black widow right and then falcon and the winter soldier followed by the eternals followed by shang chi followed by wandavision followed by Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, followed by Loki, followed by What If, followed by Hawkeye, and closing out Phase 4, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes. Yes, and then Blade somewhere in Phase (laughs) 5. Somewhere in there. As well as Guardians and Black Panther and Captain Marvel and... Yeah. Yeah, and maybe even new characters, new properties that we haven't seen yet. Maybe I'm going to get that Moon Knight. <laughs> and by then, I'll tell you what, by 2022, uh, Daredevil, all, essentially all the Netflix people are going to be eligible to be used. Ooh, God, wouldn't that be amazing? Holy fuck. I mean, it would be great if they brought back like Charlie Cox and all that. Like something tells me they're not, but the the idea of it is great. Uh, or Kingpin, um, of course, there's no mention for Spider-Man. Now, we didn't mention that, but that's not up to Marvel. Like, that's really Sony's thing. Um, I was discussing this with uh, my wife the other day, how a lot of these shows or movies and shows this phase are dealing with multiverse, or at least a, a good chunk, three of them. You know, WandaVision, in theory, is dealing with the multiverse. Obviously, Doctor Strange, what if? And so that seems to be like a theme, at least a little theme that's going on with these movies. So like, what if, what if dude, what if this, the Spider-Man movie also deals in that we get that, that live action Spider-Verse. Ooh, gosh, that would be dope. That's just speculation, of course, unless it's correct. And then remember that I called it. That's right. In episode 69, Wonder Rob called it. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yes, that is correct. Um, there'll be another Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man three, and I'm sure it'll be interjected in here somewhere. Yeah. Um, just like it, the last two were in the last phase, uh, phase three had two Spider-Man movies and an Ant-Man movie that weren't announced. So I'm sure that there's, there's room for potentially another movie or if not more than one. That's true. Um, Kevin Feige said he's got the next five years planned out. So I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if there's if there's going to be another Spider-Man movie within this this phase. It is it is unfortunate though that we're not going to have another Marvel movie for a while. Yeah, we got like a cool down period right now after uh, Avengers Endgame. So or and Spider-Man, but I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, you know, just sort of cool it down. We forget it exists. Then, oh man, it's back. (laughs) And then we're ready. We just dive right back in. That's right. So in the meantime, we can play some Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yes. Yes. I love it. (laughs) (sighs) Well, that's our episode. That was a lot. That was a lot. lot. That was a lot. You guys stuck with us. We appreciate you. 
Yeah, we were shooting for an hour 45. And here we are about two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> so, so we made it uh, not exactly in the time frame that we anticipated. So this is a supersized episode. And thank you to anybody who made it all the way to the end. Here's That's a right. secret message just for you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Ooh. The people who, who dropped off, they didn't hear that. You did. You us. heard it. You heard it. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're dead to us. Not you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for tuning in for the 69th time uh, for Geek, so to speak. We appreciate you. Of course, like we've said, make sure to rate and review us. We want to sexify your review. Um, we want to sh- give you that proper shout out and uh, and definitely find us on social media. We do lots of fun stuff and, um, and Wonder Rob's fantastic on Facebook. Uh, I'm trying to get better on Instagram and Twitter, so bear with me. And uh, again, continue. Because next week and the weeks to come, we got lots of fun things planned. So please stay tuned. Same geek time. Same geek channel. See you later, everybody. I love you. Don't forget to rate and subscribe in iTunes. Five-star review. Thank you. Tell your friends. I love you. Comedians and Cars with Coffee. Here, I'll recreate it for the end of the show. Here's my recreation of the conversation we forgot to record. Okay. Hey, man, have you ever watched I'll, I'll Be Me and I'll Be You? You'll hey be man, Yeah. Hey, man, have you ever watched Comedians Cars with Coffee? Duh. No, I don't know. Uh, that was you. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, a lot of people have tried to do impressions of me. But that probably was the most accurate. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to try to do an impression of you, for real. Say, right. say, say a sentence, a real sentence, but not, not too wordy, like five yeah. words, and say it, say it three times. Dude, did you check out those Marvel Legends from San Diego Comic-Con? Dude, did you check out those Marvel Legends from San Diego Comic-Con? Dude, did you check out those Marvel Legends from San Diego Comic-Con? Dude, did you check out those Marvel Legends from San Diego Comic-Con? Oh my gosh, it was so Did it sound just like you? We're going to have to play it back. It sounded so much like me that I don't even know if I need to continue this podcast. You can probably just do both parts. Hey, welcome (laughs) to Geek So To Speak. My name is Shop. (laughs) Snooch to the nooch. (laughs) Oh dear.